Hello and welcome to the Battleship Pretension. I am not Tyler Smith. I am David Bax. Tyler Smith is, of course, uh, on assignment, um, being very, very sick. You can find out what's wrong. Uh, you can find out how to help him and his family with their mounting medical costs uh, at the GoFundMe that's, that's been set up, which, which is, uh, there's a link pinned to the top of the homepage at battleshippretension.com. So yes, uh, not Tyler Smith here is actually Julie Sesnovich. Welcome back to the show. Second week yes. in a row. Hello. Julie, going strong. I know. Yeah, I know the people demanded it and I, I, I caved to popular demand. I had no choice. Yeah, exactly. And you brought along with you your lesser half. I did. I just like found this guy kind of like wandering around outside and I just like kind of felt bad for him. And I'm like, do you want to do a movie podcast? And he's like, okay. So, um, he says his name is Scott Nye. I mean, like, I don't know if that's true or not. It could be an alias of sorts, but he seems friendly enough. So he's going to be joining us. That's the name I'm going by this week. Oh, okay. Oh, that's fun. Try and stay one step ahead of the law here. Okay. Perfect. Which actually succeeded because as of today, uh, and after 15 months of postponements and illnesses, I uh, avoided jury duty entirely. <laughs> you avoided jury duty today? Yeah. So that's no, for the whole like, week. For the whole week. Um, so today was the last day I would have to check in for the week because, you know, tomorrow I might have had to go in. But um, so, yeah, I concluded my week without having to go in. And that was after wow. postponing it three times and calling out sick twice. Calling out sick on a day you got called in. Yeah. Yeah. It's because if you call out sick, they just reschedule you. So effectively, I postponed it about five times and then finally landed on this week. And yep, didn't get called in. So evaded justice. But yeah, now you're bragging about it on a podcast. They're going to they're going to hunt you down. You're going to have to do double jury duty. I I got the confirmation. I've served my time. They can't come for me for at least another year. That's what you think. Um, I, uh, I've, I've been called for jury duty. Uh, I've, I've gotten jury duty twice in my entire life. Uh, both times I had to go in the first time I was selected to be on a jury. Was, I went in, they called me in, did jury selection by noon of the day. I went in, I was selected for a jury by noon. The next day we were done and I went home. It was like the shortest case ever. Um, the one time I served on a jury too, that was the same exact thing happened. Tell them yeah. what the crime was. <laughs> it was assault with a candlestick. It was very clue. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, post COVID, I got, uh, I think September, 2021, I got uh, jury duty and I went in and the case had something to do with like, uh, basically they were asking like, do you have any experience, experience or strong uh, positions uh, uh, uh like strong associations, uh, strong feelings about, um, people in power in the entertainment industry being verbally abusive to their mm. underlings. And I was, <laughs> I was like, Oh yeah, I do. And I like went off in this like tirade in front of like the judge and the, and the, the attorneys about how the whole idea of like dues paying and the way that everyone in the, in the industry thinks you have to be treated like shit to work your way up and stuff like that. And I went on and I could see like the, (laughs) the, uh, uh, plaintiff was like looking at his lawyers like, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I did not. I, I think the, I'm sure the defendant's lawyers were like, this guy's, biased toward us yeah so the rest of the people on that jury were just like undecided on the issue of verbal abuse <laughs> yeah yeah I <laughs> think so. maybe he was asking for it <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah uh 
also the guy from what i've gathered i think the guy the plaintiff was also gay and i think there had been some like uh slurs uh thrown at him by his by his uh employer uh so yeah it would have been an unfun case uh as opposed he, to all the fun crimes yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like candlestick is pretty fun <laughs> yeah so, uh anyway hey you know what is fun is um listening to music on your tweakedaudio.com uh earbuds tweakedaudio.com is where you go for professional quality earbuds in a variety of stylish styles and colorful colors they look great they sound great uh, i use them each and every day of my life today i uh was using them to listen to the new song slash album by bell Witch. uh well officially the album the song is called the clandestine gate and the album is called future shadow part one the clandestine gate and it's about an 80 <laughs> it's like an 83 minute lo- long song but apparently <laughs> bell Witch is is doing a uh playing a trilogy of future shadow releases it's going to be three song slash albums that are going to come out all under future shadow part one and two and three this is the first one the clandestine gate um if you're a guy who likes uh the kind of like stoner doom metal that does the like single song album thing which i am uh uh this uh, this is great i actually saw bell witch years years ago because they were uh i think touring on mirror reapers that was like 2018 i think uh anyway i saw bell witch open for sleep and of course the band sleep has maybe the most famous uh in this genre at least of single song albums dope smoker um i don't so, understand uh, any now, of the words you're saying <laughs> so now bell witch has joined and apparently is planning on surpassing sleep because they're planning on doing three of these but the clandestine gate is awesome bell witch one of the best bands of this genre going uh sounded great on my tweaked earbuds that are available at a low low price at tweaked but if you use the offer code pretension at checkout you get one third off that low low price and no shipping charges so please go to tweaked and use the offer code pretension this episode is brought to you in part by noom forget one size fits all diets with noom you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle no food is off limits enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com. Grab your copy of the Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Okay, we're back. Let's get into it, shall we? We are kicking off everyone's favorite season of movies, the summer. Um, <laughs> uh, don't get I too don't excited I, now. I mean, this is. I mean, in recent years, we've done this with with you guys, um, which has actually led us to taking these movies seriously for years are like sort of running like gag on this show was that we had Josh Fadum on right. to do the summer movie preview. And he would just talk about how bad all the movies <laughs> looked. And then at a certain point, Josh was like, uh, I think that we've run that into the ground. I don't really want to do that <laughs> anymore. So we started taking the summer movies seriously. Uh, I mean, I will say, I feel like, in recent years, summer movie season has kind of diversified a little bit more because it's like 
you know, studios make fewer movies now. So it's like the idea of a, it's like, we still have these summer tent poles, but like you have so many indies and documentaries and foreign films and just random stuff. And the idea, really the idea of any movie season as homogenous is not maybe as true as it was like five to 10 years ago. Yeah. I mean, the backtracking from like the summer movie comedy alone has been huge. Um, And Mm -hmm. then it's kind of, turned around post pandemic, but for a while there in the mid 2010s, everyone had just backed off of ever trying to compete with Marvel. And yeah. so it felt like the whole right. tenpole scene was like much more limited than it used to be, but things are kind of turning around there too. Yeah. I listen, there's some stuff in here. I'm excited about your mileage yeah. may vary, yeah. but you know, well, you I think said- there'll be something for everyone this summer. Well, let's hope so. <laughs> um, Real quick, you said studios produce fewer movies. They're about to produce even fewer movies if they don't uh, wise well, up yeah. and pay their fucking writers fairly. Yep. So yeah, yeah. Battleship, Battleship Retention stay, well, I can't speak for Tyler, but uh, as in its current form, Battleship Retention stands with the WGA. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, yeah. we are 100% like, you know. I drove by the strike at Warner Bros. yesterday. Give them a little two to the horn. Got a honk. That's, you know, as strong as support as you get. The old to the horn really yeah yeah i guess i haven't been outside here any studio studios. Lots. yeah 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 uh all right well uh let's just jump in to uh this coming weekend or i guess uh the weekend that just passed if you're because i don't put these up till uh late sunday early monday so uh, well, we're actually uh starting the weekend after this goes up if you check it's the 12th and uh, this coming weekend is the 5th so we are oh, you're right. ahead. You're right. I collapsed time like a uh, like a uh, Mad Magazine fold in. R.I.P. Uh, <laughs> so you have uh, a much more dynamic experience of the Mad Magazine fold ins <laughs> than I do. Uh, but wait, what was that guy's name? He he just passed away. The the fold in guy. Uh, um, shoot, man, Al Jaffe. Um, Al Jaffe. Yeah, he just he just passed away. R.I.P. Al Jaffe. Okay. So for uh, our purposes, summer movie season begins on May 12th because that is when the spreadsheet yeah. starts. Yeah, that works. So, uh, and we've got one that I'm uh, excited about. Uh, as a Robert, yeah. A Robert Rodriguez movie starring Ben Affleck. Uh, and it looks like uh, Alice Braga and William Fickner. William Fickner has never been uh, anything less than, uh, stellar in any movies been in. So, uh, it's called hypnotic and, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Yeah. The reaction, I think it premiered at like uh fantastic fest. Kind of it thing? was, I think it was South by, but it South was by. like work in progress. It like wasn't yeah. quite done or something, uh, okay. which like they're kind of running out of time, but you know, yeah. Right. <laughs> well, that's Robert Rodriguez for you. He shoots fast. Um, and it's faster. Um, but the word was pretty promising. I mean, some people were pretty mixed on it in like that intriguing kind of genre movie way of like, it doesn't all hang together, but it ends really weird. But and that always gets me like, Oh yeah. This yeah. I'm intrigued by this specific phrase, reality bending bank robberies. Yeah. What does that mean? Ooh. I would like to know more um, of note. It's being distributed by a new outfit called ketchup entertainment, which has promised it a wide release despite like just starting to be a company. They're banking so their entire existence clearly on Robert Rodriguez who has never failed at the box office. <laughs> I mean, when you're ketchup entertainment, what do you have to lose? Absolutely. I suppose. Um, if, however, if reality bending bank robberies seem a little too intense for you and you maybe want to relax with some old friends, there is book club, the next chapter, 
Um, I got to say, I did see the original because it was the height of the prime movie pass era. Mm. And it was like perfect movie pass movie. And I was like, I had a good time. Like these are four very fun ladies. And it's like, I couldn't, I couldn't really fault it. I had a good time. And now you got your new movie pass coming in the mail. Do my so, new movie yeah. pass coming it's in all, the mail. It's all coming back around. I actually, I just used movie pass to see, are you there? God, it's me, Margaret. Great, great movie. And yeah. the uh, book club, the next chapter trailer played beforehand to, uh, it looked like a hoot. It, it looked like a, a, yeah. a, a great time. And N- Natalie, um, we always, I think a lot of couples do this when, uh, in the movies, uh, after every trailer, we give each other, uh, other, each other, I can't talk today. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, we give each other like a thumbs up or thumbs down or sideways or whatever about what we thought of the movie. And she was like, like Roman emperors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's yeah. yeah. full so gladiator like, on it. Big thumbs up for. Yeah. for, for I'm, I'm glad you do it non-verbally because a lot of couples do it verbally. Right? I don't see anything no wrong with talking to their trailers. I don't know. I guess. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't like it's too Sometimes close. when they're just I like want, at, want, full, at full yeah. volume being like, that looks good. It's like, okay, well, this is an inside thought. Come on, come on. Uh, yeah. Ketchup entertainment has been around for over 10 years. Wait, what? There's one point that but not, I think not as a distributor. Yeah. What? They've, uh, oh, you know what it is? I think this is their first wide release. That maybe? might be it. Cause yeah, all their other movies are like, I've barely heard of them. Do you work for okay. them? Why are you like defending them? No, I, I, I'm always just trying to like watch out for any listeners who are like, catch better team is my favorite distributor oh. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, Cause, cause the listeners are all trope. huge jerks, by the way. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, um, well, another movie that I'm uh, excited about is called love again. Um, it stars. I'm intrigued by it. It's Priyanka Chopra and Sam Hewen. And most incor- most importantly for me, it's Celine Dion as herself. Yeah. Uh, and it has a very cute um, uh, premise. I mean, a cute, sad premise about like, <laughs> looking at the log line and hearing. Uh, yeah, you describe it as it's, cute, but it, it's cute that like uh, this this woman's maybe heartwarming death, is like a better. Voice. I word? still think it's it's a kind of meat cute okay. that the. <laughs> The, the Priyanka Chopra's boyfriend dies. Very cute. And then uh, his number, his text, his cell phone number gets reassigned to someone else. And she meets him uh, that way by, cause she's like, yeah, sending texts. Anyway, th- I think that's cute. I'm sorry. No, yeah, I get it. I mean, it's clearly a successful um, premise. It started as a book and was adapted as a German movie. So clearly it plays. Yeah. A German movie no. called, you, you got to make sure you say it right. Your dick. I'm not gonna say it. Don't don't I'm say not... fur. It's not fur dick. It's not a furry movie. <laughs> it's for dick. Um, I mean, we haven't seen it. Maybe it is. Yeah. No, I I took high school German. It means. For oh, you. watch out! Um, Someone took high school German. Okay. Well, uh, excuse me. But then I don't know. I mean, so James Strauss. The only other th- movie is he's the director. The only other thing I've seen of his that he directed was the incredible Jessica James, which. I liked as a as a vehicle for Jessica Williams. Yeah, that's about I don't know as far that, as it worked. Yeah, yeah, I don't know that he brought a lot to it. Um, so I'm not sure if he's got uh, a touch. I don't know if there's a Strauss touch. But Priyanka Priyanka Chopra, sorry, Priyanka Chopra Jonas. I think I I left off her hyphen last time. Uh, she's got you know the, the the camera loves her. She's got charisma for days. Well, sure. 
um, reviews did just start coming out of this. And David Ehrlich said, it's a problem when your romantic comedy's funniest part is when the guy gets hit by the car. So, <laughs> oh, so it is cute when he dies. <laughs> In a way, you weren't wrong. Yeah. I, I seem to recall that on the recent um, Movies That Don't Exist episode, was this one you called out, David, as a future movie that doesn't exist? I knew we talked about it. So yeah. oh, that's probably why I called that out. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember we were talking. I remember us talking about Celine Dion. Yeah. yeah. And how I've only ever seen one episode of Touched by an Angel, and it's the one where right. Celine Dion plays herself. Yeah. That came so out. I guess time will tell if this movie exists or not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also on okay. this day, you have yeah. Fool's Paradise, the directorial debut of Charlie Day. Um, what's weird about this movie is I think they filmed it like truly like four or five years ago, and it's just been kind of sitting around, huh. which is like... Huh suspicious it yeah. has a stacked cast um yeah. it has an insane premise which is that um there's a guy recently released from a, a mental institution and he looks just like an actor who like won't leave his trailer so they like just replace that actor with this guy and he like goes on to have fame and fortune and it's like this weird like satire of fame um so that could be interesting i'm just yeah. obviously like why did it sit around for so long but i don't know i mean like I don't know, but sometimes the people who make those decisions don't have the best taste. That's true. Yeah. But it's like Adrian Brody, John Malkovich, Ray Liotta, RIP, like all the, like Edie Falco. What's going on here? Kate Beckinsale? Wild. People like Charlie Day, I guess. Um, He's fun. I don't know. Yeah. I don't have anything against him. No, I, I just think people are eager to work with Charlie Day. I don't know why. I, I don't, I'm not saying I don't know why, like I don't like him. I just. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Shock, I, I, this is an anti-Charlie Day podcast yeah, yeah, all of a sudden. Ketchup Entertainment about... and Charlie Day yeah. are our public enemies number one. Um, also on this day is Blackberry, which is a sort of social network-esque type movie yeah. about the behind the scenes of like the Blackberry device. David Chickenshead, he's against it. And there, wasn't there also just like a miniseries about Tetris with Taron Edgerton? Like, yeah. That's a what, movie, uh, not a miniseries. Oh, is it, it is a movie? Uh, it looked yeah. very TV-ish. Um, and I feel like there was another one recently. Like, I, I don't care about the origins <laughs> of, like, products. Well, okay, yes. But at the same time, like, it, it played Berlin, actually, and, like, landed pretty well. And, like, the trailer okay. looks pretty good. I mean, I think it's it's kind of your classic. It, they're, they're setting it up as kind of like um, a money guy versus, like, a dorky tech guy kind of like showdown of like the, cause I think it ended up being the company maybe accidentally did crimes because right. they were so inept. So it's not just like, here's the fun story. It's like, it was like corruption and incompetence, but like kind of framed in like loosely a comedy. So it's like, I'm into it. Yeah. yeah I was into the trailer for sure. And yeah, another stack cast. Another stack cast. Um, and then yeah, so we're still on May 12th. And speaking of still, there is still a Michael J. Fox movie. It is a on, I don't know if it's getting a theatrical release, but it's definitely on Apple, uh, Apple TV Plus. It's, it seems like kind of your classic, like, here's his life story, but like, we all like him, don't we? But like, we do. I know. The thing. I know. And it's like, it is a more unique story. Of course. I just feel like, you know, I, I think this is getting a theatrical release because I saw a trailer for it before. I think actually oh, there sure. got to me Margaret. Um, mm. And I was like, I feel like I got what I needed for here. You know, yeah. watch this trailer. Yeah. I still like Michael J. Fox. He seems very affable. 
And it seems like he's uh, still got it, as the title suggests. Yeah. All right, I want to move on to this next one because this is it, this happens increasingly with this streaming thing. Yeah, where it's it's like never heard of this movie before. And I've now never heard like of this intriguing. Nikki Caro movie action movie starring Jennifer Lopez. How yeah. have I never heard of that? That's I know, right? Like, because it's great. Netflix. Because <laughs> yeah. it's Netflix. Yeah. Um, I. Well, Gail yeah. Garcia Bernal, Joseph, Joseph Fiennes, Paul Racy, Amari Hardwick. Wow. Wow. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I'm into it. I've I've. I've been a Nikki Carroll fan for a long time. What are her movies again? Uh, well, she, Whale Rider. Whale Rider was the Whale Rider. One that, and then I didn't see the like Jesus one she did. She, and then um, she did the, the recent Milan. Recent Milan. But uh, the real um, unheralded gem in her filmography is McFarland USA, where uh, Kevin Costner plays a like a white track coach at a like very poor, like uh, almost entirely Latino school. And hmm. uh, that might sound like it's just another like fucking, you know, white savior, white savior movie, but it's, it's not, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's very, uh, it's a very good movie. Sorry. All right. Well, Hey, Kevin Costner can use all the, all the love he can get right now. Just got divorced. No moment of silence for Kevin Costner's divorce, but well, is that um, right. Yeah. I've always Kevin liked Costner can't make it work. I know. Yeah, I've always liked him as an actor. I I don't know what he's like. So uh, as a husband, say, <laughs> yeah, or just as a person, he might be. He could be terrible, but uh, it's true. Um, but you know, he's he's making like a. He's he's doing like a like a James Cameron Avatar like four to five movie plan of like what's it called? It's it's a it's going to be like set around the time of the Civil War. Have you heard about this? No, not at all. No. This is complete news to me. Yeah, he's got some plan. Okay, hold on. Let me. Uh... Well, because I know what's that TV show on Yellowstone. 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 But he already he's leaving, he's leaving Yellowstone. Yeah, he like uh, ditched that. So maybe he, did he ditch it for this big Civil War project that's going to take the rest of his life? Okay. Okay. So there's one. IMDb just has one in one thing like uh, um, in production called it's Horizon. Horizon and American Saga. But Kevin Costner mm-hmm. said in an interview, it's like he's planning it to be like four or five parts or something like that. Yeah. The Wikipedia entry says three sequels have also been greenlit, but the first having okay. begun filming already. So yeah, yeah, it really is going the Avatar route. Okay. Yeah. How many blue so, people uh, do you think this will have? <laughs> well, if it's a civil well, war, the half of it. <laughs> we know. Yeah. Do they have blue uniforms? Blue and gray. Yeah. The North have the blue, the South yeah. have the gray. So half of them will be blue. Nailed the joke. I, I went into the joke not knowing 100% if it would uh, play out, and it completely yeah. did. I'm pretty pretty yeah. proud of it. Hey, good for you. Uh, um. Hey, but I, um, Kevin Costner's, uh, the last thing I saw him in, I think, unless I'm, yeah, was uh, Let Him Go, which is another, like, unheralded. Kevin Costner's just, like, he had this moment of being a star, and now he, like, shows up in these, like, mid-budget studio movies and kills it okay but like you yellowstone know? is huge though for yeah. real. like yellowstone is like no, one I of know. the most yeah. watched tv shows and in the country now he's cashing it all in man yeah yeah leaving it to die oh, good for kevin costner now i'm excited for this yeah I, I i like him um so anyway we're not talking about kevin costner right no now. we are not uh speaking of lost to the streaming hole right like what's this movie crater a, yeah. a literal hole apparently it's well it's disney plus it's for the kiddos Got um that. okay but it's something about people who grew up on a lunar 
summer mining colony. I think I think it's for the kids. I mean, the, okay. the cast is a lot of kids, but it's directed by Kyle Patrick Alvarez, who does like indies for adults. All right. The so. rest of May 12th. I, I don't know. I'm not seeing anything here. Okay. Well, yeah, we, we, we can't because... talk about everything. No, okay. No. Yeah. I, I say this every year, you guys, it gets, it's really front loaded because it's like a lot of the release dates haven't been announced yet. So it's not right, like right, it's right. all this degree of all right, so intensity. What, so what's the good stuff? Here's what else I'm calling out in the state. We have Monica, which um, is that about, does look good. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. It's <laughs> um, a trans woman who returns to her childhood home to take care of her estranged mother. Um, the woman is played by Trace Lissette from uh, Transparent and the mother is played by Patricia Clarkson. Um, this had festival play. I saw the trailer. It looks like a quality melodrama. It's got Emily Browning in. I was just thinking about her and what happened. Are to you? Her. I guess she's been that. There you go. Um, also, we have, uh, ooh, never had to say this out loud. Le Emancita. <laughs> um, which yeah, is I haven't movie... had to say that loud either. I saw it at Sundance, by the way. Oh, any okay. Good? What? Any good? Uh, I, I'm afraid I didn't think it was very good. Um, okay. It's like, cause it's a period piece that's about, uh, essentially a trans kid when they weren't like, that wasn't the word that people used, especially not in Italy. The movies in Italy, but obviously Penelope Cruz is Spanish. So there's both Italian and Spanish spoken. Yeah. But I just think it has that, like that, that thing of like, it's clearly, yeah. Trans trans awareness was much lower back then, but this movie is made from the point of right. view of the oh, present sure. day where we have trans awareness. And so it seems like this kid is just like, just so perfect, perfectly representative of like the trans story. And it feels, it all just feels a little like smug and, and yeah. too neat. Uh, How is uh, Penelope Cruz's Italian? I, I, mean, I don't speak enough of either language to really like, well, no, fair enough. But I just uh, saw it was announced yeah. and it's like, yeah, Penelope Cruz speaks Italian. I'm like, sure. Why not? Yeah. Um, I think the final thing I want to call out on May 12th is the Starling Girl, which is um, a movie about a, a cult. Basically, it's a Christian fundamentalist cult. Um, the lead is Eliza Scanlon. Um, and you also have other like good character actors in it, like Jimmy Simpson um, and Lewis Pullman. Um I don't know cults sure sure yeah this one um also was at sundance and uh i remember hearing overhearing good things mm -hmm. um but i i didn't i didn't see it um uh i just had to look it up to make sure it's not a silence of the lambs prequel <laughs> <laughs> obviously no one was thinking that but thank you for your service i don't think that's true that no one was thinking i would that. bet you other people would think of it yeah yeah but like so would hear, they really the call Starling, it that? That would be pretty funny to call it that. It is just a bird, though. Like, you guys know it's a bird, right? Um, I didn't know that. I just uh, think of it as Clarice, Clarice Starling. Yeah, no, I, I know that's her name. Anyway, um, so... <laughs> the point is, there's a new Fast and the Furious movie. Well, right, are uh, we done? wait, what is... Okay, what is The Night of the Twelfth? I've heard... I feel like I've seen things about that. That's it's a know. French film, I know. Okay. And it's got... Uh, this this cast list doesn't note it, but um, it has the woman who was just in other people's children. Um, whose name oh, I can't Vir remember. Um, Virginie Efira. Sounds right. Yeah. Whom I am quite. Also, fond of. don't Whoa, use the phrase in... in other people's children, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's in a bunch of stuff because she's also in um, Re Revoir Paris. Which yeah. Is, um, mm -hmm. The new spoiler alert. We're we're getting there. 
Oh, okay. Um, I'm forgetting who directed Revoir Paris. It's someone, right? Someone of note? Uh, well, oh, we'll Alice, find Alice out. Winnicore. Okay, sorry. Well, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, getting ahead of myself. Oh, so, yeah, wrong. She hasn't even done this movie, Night of the Twelfth. Okay, well, anyway. Oh, maybe you fun. were thinking of Revoir Paris. <laughs> it's very possible. Which will come later. Um, so as is always the case, because now Netflix is weird and just releases movies on any random day of the week. Um, on May 16th, they have an Anna Nicole Smith documentary. I guess it's been enough time that that's a historical subject now. Yeah, I mean, kind of is. Um, and then, yes, moving on to the 19th, we are up to Fast 10. Which has just been announced as being a part one. There's, of course, there's going to be yet another. They're never going to let it stop. No, like, this, this was supposed to be the last one. And then they remembered they love money. <laughs> like, yeah, but eventually Vin Diesel's just going to fall over. Like, uh, allegedly, that's the reason why <laughs> Justin Lin got replaced as a director because he just got sick of dealing with Vin Diesel. So mm. eventually, that train's going to run its course. And now seems like it's a good time. And when you made ten of them, yeah, I I'm also. I... I, I remember when the eighth one came out, just the fact that it was called the fate of the furious. I think I just like assumed it was the last one. Oh, I, sure. I, remember, I remember being very surprised when the ninth one was announced because I, I was, they called it the fate of the furious. I mean, they're um, going to keep doing it as long as they, as long as they can, but something oh, I uh, found Lu interesting. Louis Leterrier is the director. Yeah. yeah. He done, did he do the last one too? No, I think this is his first fast. Okay. First, well, I, yeah. Uh, I like him. Yeah. What's weird about this franchise to me is that as it goes on, it gets like more and more Oscar winners in it. Yeah. Which is unexpected because by now we have Charlize Theron, um, who I think is in a prior one. Maybe, I don't know if Helen Mirren is still in it, but she was in a recent one. Um, Rita Moreno, I think is a new addition. <laughs> sure. Um, Brie Larson's in it now. Like, Sure. And then like wow. Cardi B. Okay. Like, it's just like you, you would expect it to have big names, but maybe not such distinguished Oscar winners. No, like, I'm sure they keep getting more money to work with. So. Oh yeah. And it's like, yeah, maybe, I don't know if you're Rita Moreno, that could be fun. Like, why not? Sure. Yeah, totally. Um, what if she came to them? I would love that. I'd be like, you know what I really want to do? I've had a long and storied <laughs> career, but I've not been in a fast movie. <laughs> that should be, you should add that onto an EGOT. Like, yeah. like Figot and the F is for like Fast and Furious movie. Yeah. Um, make it happen. Manifest it. Um, also on May 19th is a new Paul Schrader movie, Master Gardener. Yeah. Um, starring Joel Egerton and Sigourney Weaver. Very excited for this. Yeah. Um, luckily, he's not, uh, you know, out here shooting himself in the foot by saying stupid <laughs> stuff online in the lead up to his movie coming out. Yeah. <laughs> he's taking a new program. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I do kind of like that. We're I, I don't know that I'd call it a full blown like Sigourney Weaver Renaissance, but like she's out there, and I like that. Yeah, for sure. Love, Love to her. see that. Um, yeah, doesn't like yeah. Sigourney Weaver. That would be I a know, huge red right? flag, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think all the time about the fact that she was at Yale Drama School at the same time as Meryl Streep, and apparently, like they were viewed as like equally talented, but she was not getting as many roles in the plays because she was too tall. Yeah. So I'm like, there is like some alternate reality where like she's yeah. Meryl Streep. Where she's Kramer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a white man she can't jump remake. There is um, for some reason. And it is the acting debut of music artist Jack Harlow, who I know exclusively from 
what is it? It's the Lil Nas X video where he's in prison. I think it's industry baby. And he's okay. in like an extremely homoerotic prison with a lot of like sexy naked men grinding on him. And it's like, that's his aesthetic. It's great. Jack Harlow shows up to do a guest verse seems very uncomfortable and seems to just like spend the entire guest verse awkwardly asserting his heterosexuality in this homoerotic prison. <laughs> now I don't think Jack Harlow is like homophobic or anything. It's just like, he seems to just show up and just like yeah. talk a lot about like banging hoes or whatever for like what is happening around him. Hopefully and I'm, he does the same thing in this movie. I know. Yeah. So that is my only association with him, which I just found hilarious. I'm like, it, it just read is very insecure. I hope his, his fans don't come for me. I have really no other context for this man. I just thought it was hilarious. Yeah. So. Uh, it's uh, also got the late Lance Reddick in it, apparently. Um, and it's directed by a guy who just goes by the name Calmatic. Um. I kind of like when directors have like, you know, a name like McGee or whatever. Yeah. It makes yeah. me laugh. Uh, the, the best one is, uh, the Superfly Superfly remake, which was, uh, directed by director X and also, <laughs> sorry, director X, like with a period. Oh, um, okay. and also is a good movie. Surprisingly, the Superfly yeah, remake is, is pretty director cool. X. Yeah. Um, it also has Tayana Taylor who after a thousand and one and my eye on for sure. Um, still on May 19th, we have sanctuary, which is a two hander, um, with Margaret Qualley and Christopher Abbott. Margaret nope. Qualley is a dominatrix. The latest debased Christopher Abbott movie. <laughs> Can't wait. Yeah. Love them all. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, this was a win rate. Yeah. This was a, I think a TIFF premiere last, last year. I think uh, it was, maybe some festival. But it was definitely at TIFF uh, because yeah. I remember hearing good things and I, and I, and I didn't see it, but yeah, Margaret Qualley and Christopher Abbott. That's a TIFF. That's a festival like ready movie right there. Yeah. As a dominatrix. I think it's like, he tries to break it off with her and you can't just get rid of Margaret Qualley that easily. I've tried. <laughs> she won't yeah. leave. She's in our house right now. <laughs> it's getting awkward. What was the um, movie he did? Pierce or piercing piercing. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was a good one. Yeah. That's, that's me. Vashikovska, right. As uh yeah. yeah. And um, uh, black bear workers. is the other one that I kind of think of in this same sort of realm, which I know we're both big fans of. Yeah. Black bear was good. Yeah. All right. Um, oh, and possessor kind of fits in this too. Yeah. The guy that uh, loves to debase himself on screen and more part to him. Yeah. All right. What else, what else do we have? Anything else on the 19th? Um, well, something that is puzzling to me is something called Buddy Games colon Spring Awakening. And I had to Google this. <laughs> Directed by Josh Jumel. Yeah. So there's like, there was the first Buddy Games a few years ago. And it seems like he's trying to sort of build up almost like a broken lizard type universe of just like starring like just these dudes doing like wacky dude things. All right. I, okay. I, this was the first I'd heard of any of this, but... I, I don't know. Buddy games hive rise up right now. Like educate me because I'm yeah. like, this seems made up, but here we yeah. are. Um, I don't say anything else for the 19th. It's really standing out. Well, you've got um, the cow who sang a song into the future, which I've heard a lot about. Excellent. Or at least title. I've, I've heard the title a lot as I'm still in, hearing yeah, the title gener- right now generally in, after a, you said it. <laughs> in a positive light. So the cow who sang a song into the future. Um, 
And then another weird uh, midweek Netflix one is Victim Suspect, which is a documentary that got some good festival play about um, about women reporting rape. So All right. Fun. So much fun. Um, all right. Then we got some Little Mermaid at the end of May. Got some Little Mermaid. So May 26. We're, we're all torn between this movie looking terrible and also wanting to defend it against all the crazy conservatives who are just out for it because it doesn't oh. start a white woman, right? Yeah. That's like yeah. a push pull we're all experiencing. I would say that's accurate. I guess, but I don't feel like, um, I guess I feel like I have enough, like, uh, my, I have enough out there that says my, of what my politics are that I don't feel like I have to like, whenever these movies come up and like something like the, the Ghostbusters reboot or like Captain Marvel, like there's a lot of attention on them and neither one of those is a very good movie. And I don't feel any hesitation in saying that because I feel like I, I'd like to think that I, uh, have established my bona fides. Yeah. I mean, you'd hope so. I, we were just hanging out with some friends a couple of weeks ago though. And one of them was like, you know, the last of us is great because anytime someone dislikes you, you just know they're homophobic. And I'm like, I, I feel like that's inaccurate. And yeah. I, I just want to like, you know, account for uh, the yeah. vagaries just uh, to be clear that yes, this movie does really look pretty bad, <laughs> which is too bad. Cause I really like the animated Little Mermaid. It's like probably my favorite of that period of Disney movies. Yeah. And it's like, it's a talented group of people they assembled. Although I will say they're cowards for not casting a drag queen as Ursula because Ursula is based on divine. She's right. based on, she's pulled from strong drag, drag energy. And even, I think even Wilson McCarthy was like, Oh, I was very inspired by drag Queens. I know Disney couldn't do it. They would be crucified, but it's like in a perfect world, that's what we'd have. Look, they know? can't all be a spot on casting choices. Jacob Tremblay as flounder, which we're <laughs> all so anticipating. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some of these can't like Aquafina as scuttle. That's good. That is I, good. What, I don't remember the, a scuttle. What's a scuttle? The bird, the uh, seagull the who bird. like okay. has all the wacky like objects and it's sure. just like, Wait. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Cause it was, that was like buddy, Hack, buddy Hackett, right? Yeah. Did the voice in the, but like, I don't know. Like Aquafina, so like, has that... Aquafina is it's a fun, the like... same kind of energy. Yeah. Same, yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. It, yeah, I think it's similar. It's interesting, Ugh. but different, but similar energy. Um, but yeah, it just looks and it's like, yeah, all these stills from it. They're so like dark. I'm like, please use lighting in your movies. Please use lighting. I, mean, I know it's under the sea and all, but come on. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, it's just like I wish people would stop being racist. And also it doesn't look good. Yeah. Both these, these things can be true. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and uh, yeah, so still this is, I guess, Labor Day weekend. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Um, Wait, no, it's not Labor Memorial Day. This is the oh, second time you've made some sake. We just it. had this discussion yesterday, I think. Oh, did uh, yeah. I, No, just, whatever. Okay. Wait, you guys did? Yeah. Oh, Wait, really? Scott, you and I had this discussion on Sunday. Oh, uh, maybe that's off, what I was thinking of. Yeah. Off, off mic, though. You and I talk too much, and I'm now getting confused with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> that has extremely troubling implications <laughs> that we can address at a later time. Yeah. Anyway, uh, whatever the hell weekend this is, um, has a movie called about my father, which is basically Italian meet the parents. Um, it has Robert De Niro and Sebastian Maniscalco. Oh God. He will always be the parents. Yeah. That's true. Um, although he's the wacky one this time. Ah, watch it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sebastian Maniscalco kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Cause he, he has that style of comedy. That's like millennials are entitled avocado toast. Everyone's gay now. It's like, really? Who is he? So he's a stand up and he's, he's not my cup of tea. 
yeah there's yeah he's one of those guys who does a lot of like uh he's very physical on stage in a way that i feel like is uh trying to make something funny that isn't sometimes mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know yeah he also like he hosted I think either the VMAs or like the MTV movie awards, one of those and like completely misunderstood the assignment because he basically just like, yeah, roasted young people the whole time. And it's like, that's not, and it like left a really bad taste in everyone's mouth. And it's like, no one's having fun right now. Yeah. The point is that Kim Cattrall stars as someone named Tigger. What? Oh, okay. Uh, Sebastian Maniscalco was in the Irishman though. He played crazy Joe Gallo, which only has a couple scenes. And then, uh, Dino shoots him. So he was good in that, I guess. He was good at being shot. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of stand up comedians, um, that same date has The Machine, which is a Burt Kreischer vehicle. This is a stand up comedian I am not very familiar with, but my sister really loves. That's all I got. All right. Um, kinda, a lot of people like him. He's not, he's not my cup of tea, but a lot of people really like him. Yeah. It's like based on a sort of insane true story where he, in real life sort of got vaguely entangled with the Russian mafia by mistake. Um, so that's entertaining. What I do like is that it has Mark Hamill in a prominent supporting role. And that's yeah. always good to see. That's fine. Um, so uh, also on this weekend, we have a Gerard Butler vehicle called Kant Kandahar. Um, Slightly more complicated title than his last one. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I, yeah. I'm sorry. He's Gerard Butler. I don't know what his last movie was. Plain. <laughs> All right. Okay. But I, I saw an article once that posited the idea that Gerard Butler movies are their own genre. They kind of are. Yeah. And like, he is the only, or, or more accurately that it used to be a broader genre, but he is the only one doing it anymore. And so he's carved out kind of an interesting niche by being the sole purveyor of this yeah. type of movie. At least are the ones that get released theatrically. There's like a billion that are direct to video that kind True. of fall in that realm too. But even that he's getting so many released theatrically is kind of a testament yeah. to whatever he has going. Mm-hmm. Um, this is some kind of, yeah, CIA, Middle East, some kind of something or other. Does it, the specifics don't matter. It's a yeah. Gerard Butler action vehicle. Uh, um, I just want to point out that Mosein um, Mekmalbaf, one of the, uh, Filmmakers of the Iranian New Wave made a film called Kandahar uh, over 20 years ago. It's pretty good. Probably a remake then. Yeah, but does it have Gerard (laughs) Butler is the thing. Mm. What is the Gerard Butler quotient (laughs) on that movie? Um, Uh, If all of that is too too exciting and action-packed for you, there's also a new Nicole Hoffsainer movie that weekend called You Hurt My Feelings. Did you see this at Sundance? I saw it at Sundance. It's great. Yeah. Um, I mean, as far as... Uh, I can't help compare it to Enough Said, and I don't think it quite sure. matches up to Enough Said. Because they uh, both have Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's still very good. It's very funny. Um, and uh, it has, I mean, the, your spreadsheet here that uh, Julia only has like two cast members, but it has a lot of people Stacked in it. cast. Uh, but yeah, the other, the, the second lead, her husband, um, is Tobias Menzies, an actor that I have been a fan of for a long time. And um, uh, I think because he's like severe looking and handsome, he (laughs) doesn't always get to be funny, Mm. you know, Mm. but like, uh, I remember um, he was on game of Thrones back when I used to uh, watch that show. And he was also back uh, when it was on the air. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying he was in the early because I stopped after like season five. Yeah. I think he was in the early stuff, and he was a Tully. I had to look it up. Edmure Tully. I remember that. He, I remember that he was a Tully. I didn't remember his name. Edmure Tully. And the kind of like joke of his character there was he was like the like handsome like son of a great family who was also just like completely fucking incompetent at everything. Um, uh, so much so that his own wedding gets like. Uh, the red wedding you've heard of the, the red wedding yes we have heard of the red wedding we go it's, outside david but i'm saying what you didn't know is it's it's his wedding he's completely okay. inconsequential to it okay. they just use it as a uh, he does use him as a pawn and he, so what i'm saying is that tobias Menzies is funny and he's not like if you were to watch outlander or stuff you wouldn't think of him as a a, a funny guy he's great on outlander too but um uh yeah this is all to say um the movie is 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 very good and, and very funny yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I also like Julia Louis-Dreyfus, surprisingly, I feel like has not done a ton of movies because she's had too successful of a TV career. Yeah. And it's like, that's yeah. like, not that you don't have opportunities to see her work, but it's like kind of a shame because it's like, I just want to see her in all the things. So it's like, it's, it's a treat. Yeah. This it's reminds me of, uh, um, a bit of one of my favorite bits of TV trivia, actually, that uh, I know for a fact, based on last week's episode, Scott's not going to have any idea what uh, half of this means. Perfect. Um, Julia, uh, if you remove like guest actor Emmys, Julia Louis-Dreyfus is one of only two actors to ever win three different Emmys for playing three different characters. As, like, oh, yeah. I, so she I won for that, yeah. Seinfeld. New the Avengers new adventures of old Christine Veep and and Veep. The only other actor is Scott's favorite actor, Tyne Daly, <laughs> who won for you forget Tyne Daly one night and yeah. haunts you forever. Uh, she won for obviously Cagney and Lacey and Judging Amy, and the other one is I think it's called Christy. It was like it lasted like one season, but I guess had like but she didn't crushed do well it. In, the, in the ratings. But I guess it was a critical darling or something, and and she won a. And, and I mean, I, think, I can't remember. It's, it's someone's name. I think it's Christy. I could be wrong. Okay. Anyway. But yeah, uh, I mean, I just Julie... wanted to bring up time daily for the second <laughs> week in a row. I could not resist that. But Julia Louis-Dreyfus is like, I know this is not a unique observation, but like, she's so effortlessly funny. Yeah. And it's just this, like, yeah, this is what I said. I can't remember if I said this on a movie journal or what, but like, uh, black Panther two, right? Yeah. The whole thing that I don't one of the major things that I don't like about MCU movies, one of the many uh, major things is that is their quote unquote sense of humor where everything yeah. is just like spoken quippily, but isn't actually a joke, except when Julie Louis-Dreyfus says it, it, it's actually funny. Yeah. Yeah. She actually got laughs out of me with like kind of non jokes, you know, yeah. when, when, Mar when Martin Freeman is like pretending to talk to his mom on the phone or whatever. And she's like, all right, I'm getting out of here. Yeah. Like, in, if, you know, fucking like uh, Sebastian Stan were to say that it would be like winky or cute, but yeah, which is the Dreyfus, it's funny. Yeah, yeah, she's great. Um, on the more esoteric end of things, um, for that weekend, there's a movie that looks cool called Willow the Wisp, and that's mm -hmm. Willow the Wisp, like the plant, I guess. It is a musical comedy period fantasy queer love story <laughs> um i've it played a lot of festivals it sounds insane um there's like it's like a loose love story about like a king but i, I don't Who know wants to be a fireman yeah no it's apparently it's just nuts and it sounds great right on yeah it's directed by joe pedro rodriguez uh mm -hmm. rodriguez um and he's made 
a number of things I've heard of. The only one that I've actually seen um, is the last time I saw Macau, uh, which is like. Um, Where'd your cow go? No, <laughs> Macau. I'm sorry. How's that? Um, anyway, uh, Macau, which is a place in China that uh, I didn't realize is. Special administrative region. Uh, yeah, that it's the, yeah, it's a huge, um, a lot of Portuguese speaking people, uh, in Macau. Yeah. Mm Um, yeah. Uh, there's also close to Vermeer, a documentary about the giant Vermeer exhibit that's currently on view in Amsterdam that a friend of ours went to and said was rad. So if you can't make it to Amsterdam, you can watch this documentary. Um, I think that's all I got for that weekend. Okay. Um, and we're onto a Spider-Man. We're onto a Spider-Man. This is wait. June's... Where are we? Uh, well, first I wanted to mention oh, sure. uh, mostly just as a uh, because friend of the show Kyle Anderson is uh, I'm sure very excited about uh, May 31st Fathom Events Shin Common Rider. Uh, sure. I don't, I don't know much about this, uh, or I didn't know much about this until um, months ago. I had Kyle on the Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Battleship Pretension, to talk about. Uh, um, I always forget the name of it. Um, but the, the, the subgenre of like Japanese entertainment, that's like, uh, uh, tokusatsu is what it's called. Sorry. I had to look okay. it up. That's like, um, like, uh, what am I trying to think of? Like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And that mm. like, would be like the kid American version, whatever, but like, you know, people in suits fighting giant, things or whatever so shin yeah. common writer is from the same people who made shin godzilla which i didn't see but was very well received uh yeah. by godzilla fans and so uh this looks cool if you're into this sort of thing so i'm sure kyle anderson is over the moon about shin common writer all right um but yeah it is it is not only a new spider-man it is a new spider-verse yeah. in fact yeah it is Spider- Spider-Man. Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse, the sequel to what was the first one? Was it into the Spider-Verse? Into. Okay. Um, I was a big fan of the first one. Um, I liked it. I mean, I, I feel like I'm more excited for this one because it felt like the first one was a lot of creativity that wanted to like burst out, but it kept being honed in by like clearly someone was story like kind of clearly stuff. someone was like, you need to make a normal script at least. <laughs> and so like the script is very like programmatic by the numbers for superhero film stuff. But like, since they got away with what they did, I feel like for the sequel, they've got a lot of license to really sort of stretch your legs. So I hope it'll be big and weird and even a little off putting. I mean, yeah, you kind of, it's kind of that a lot of times the second film yeah. in a trilogy can be really fun. Cause it's like, okay, we understand the rules. Now we know the players, we know what's happening. Now we can just yeah. fuck around. Um, we have some new fun. But you know, c- yeah. Certain kind of, certain people don't like that and they're, they're losers, Wrong. you know, yeah. people who don't um, like matrix reloaded or, or the second and third pirates movies, like get over yourself. Those are a blast. Yeah. To quote Alex Trebek, losers, in other words, <laughs> which is something I think about all the time. As you yeah. should. But um, like there are some fun voice cast editions. You have Issa Rae, you have Daniel Kaluuya, and you have Jason Schwartzman, which is always welcome yeah. presence. Um, not to mention the original, like, I don't know how many people are carrying over from the original voice cast, but they were all really fun. Um, and yeah, just the fact that they kind of used like different animation styles yeah. made it like really visually engaging. Um, so Yeah. That should be a good time. Um, also on June 2nd, Past Lives, which I'm really excited for. David, I can't remember Absolutely. if you saw this. Yes, this was my my favorite. Well, this is my favorite Sundance premiere that I saw. 
My favorite movie I saw at Sundance was Other People's Children, but that was not a Sundance premiere. That was in the spotlight section uh, where they highlight stuff from other festivals that they've seen that hasn't yet released in the U.S. But Past Lives I saw, and it's great. Yeah, it's just like a wistful love story about longing, right? Uh, I mean, I think it's more um, uh, harder-nosed than that, maybe. Uh, it's It's about a... I'm sure there are more intricacies, but that's the broad strokes. Maybe it's a, a a woman who is, was born in Seoul, uh, South Korea and whose family moved to Canada when she was very young. Um, and then now we catch up with her present day and she's living on her own in, in New York city, working as a, an artist, I think, or something, a writer. I can't remember. Um, and then her, and she's married to a uh, white guy played by John Megara, who's uh, also a really good actor. Love and him. then her uh, childhood best friend slash crush comes to New York to visit and they spend the day together. And it's uh, so I guess it's a sort of, as the title might uh, suggest, it's sort of like a bittersweet, like uh, imagining of what might have been. Um, and obviously there's a lot of, uh, tension you know um and uh yeah it's it's really really good and uh, uh greta lee and an actor that i associate mostly with comedy um is uh really really fantastic in in the lead yeah and it's directed by celine song and i believe her directorial debut yeah that's right yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah so yeah i'm excited um, um greta lee by the way was on uh she was on high maintenance, which was an HBO series, but even before that it was a web series and she was on a web series too. And her thing was, she was a character who was technically homeless, but basically just like went from relationship to relationship and moved in with guys. <laughs> right. On. Uh, yeah. And She's then the also show on new girl, I think. Uh, and then the show got meta on the, in the HBO thing where someone was making a web series based on the guy and made a character based on her and Greta Lee's character sued. <laughs> uh yeah okay <laughs> i mean this is a really good show and it's worth starting with the web series because it does like continue and make reference to the web series but it's not coming uh, back they announced i'm very intrigued by this next film <laughs> oh, okay. which i did not know that. existed oh yeah oh you didn't okay we got a we need got a new um abel ferrara joint starring shia labeouf which as is, a monk as a monk um the, this doc also says it has Willem Dafoe in it. I don't think that's actually true. I'm um, just doing some quick Googling. But it oh. does have Asia, Asia Argento in it, credited as Tall Man. That's pretty cool. And, uh, I mean, the reviews make it sound like another trippy, weird, able for our movie. Uh, I mean, his movies are very hit or miss for me, but um, they're always, always intriguing. <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, we talked about, like... Uh, I guess I don't know what I was saying before or how would you, you would categorize that I was saying before about like being okay with not liking Captain Marvel or whatever, but I do have a little bit when someone is like a, an abuser and it's like recent and they're still active. Like I do feel a little sketchy about going to see a Shia LaBeouf movie right now. Um, despite the fact that I am on record saying he's a fantastically talented actor, but um uh, I don't know his his alleged actions are 
it's pretty bad. A turn off. Yeah. A turn off. So, um, so I'm, yeah, I'm torn. I, there's a part of me that really wants to see this, this movie. Um, and you know, I've been able to, uh, I've been able to watch and enjoy movies with Casey Affleck in them since learning about, uh, his actions. So maybe I will be able to, uh, uh, enjoy Padre Pio. I think the only thing I've seen that came out since the Shia LaBeouf accusations came out was pieces of a woman, which I didn't have any trouble not enjoying. Cause it's not a good movie. It's not sure. <laughs> um, well, also news to me, he's apparently in megalopolis. So all cinephiles are going to have to, uh, figure out where they stand on Shia LaBeouf between now and yeah. then at the very least. Yeah. All right. What do we got next? Shooting um, the stars. Someone plays LeBron James. They couldn't cast someone as Michael Jordan, but LeBron's cool. Well, I guess. I mean, huh. yeah. So it's like a LeBron James biopic, but it's going to be, it's made for Peacock, which makes me be like, okay, this, so this is an unserious movie. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, I can ignore it. It's on Peacock. I mean, is yeah. it, oh, real quick. It was made for Peacock or acquired? Yes. Peacock? I think it was, it was made, made for, probably because okay. it's produced by Universal. Yeah. So, so they probably designed it to be. Okay. Although I was going to say, um, speaking of movies I've seen at festivals, um, um, Sick, which is directed by John Hyams, I saw at TIFF, and uh, it rules. And but it, it only got released on Peacock, and I, I wonder if people didn't take it seriously because of that. But it's a probably super I mean, Ac- cool COVID home invasion thriller horror thing. I mean, acquisitions are different, but when you're making it for Peacock, you're but, telling people it doesn't yes, matter. You know, but you and I might know that. What I'm sure. saying is, um, do other people know the difference between a movie that is acquired by Peacock or movie? They won't have to. They're never going to hear about it. It's true. <laughs> but I'm also like, it's LeBron fucking James. They couldn't swing for theatrical in this? Yeah. Like, that's weird, right? It's a little strange. Oh, I'm realizing why this is on my mind is because I, this came up on Twitter where this guy got retweeted for saying that he wasn't interested in emily the criminal because it was a netflix movie which is not it's not yeah Yeah. but but it was on netflix and he thought he just assumed it's a netflix movie nobody knows anymore that's what's fucked up that's what i'm saying so people like i guess i'm just trying to stick up for for sick because it's a sick movie all right people should check it out don't get scared off by the peacock (laughs) of it all that's an ominous warning yeah. What we all have to say to ourselves before going to the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. <laughs> Local joke. Um, also on June 2nd is Falcon Lake, which is a coming of age romance directed by Charlotte Lebon, who's an actress, I believe. Yes. She's like a French actress. Um, there's also a new Alexandre Philippe film documentary. Um, he did 7852 and a couple yeah other film documentaries. So she was the second one. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm not surprised then that he's doing this movie, which sounds very too niche to really care about in my opinion. Yeah. It's called Lynch slash Oz. And I'll give you one guess as to what it is. And you are correct. Yeah. Um, yeah. It does it's, seem a, like a bit of a thin suit. I'm, ass- I'm assuming it's like a Hitchcock Truffaut thing with David Lynch and Frank Oz. <laughs> See, Nailed that it. I would watch. Nailed it. <laughs> Um, is it too late to turn it into that? I don't know. Um, and then is David Lynch even in this thing? Uh, cause 7852 at least had the excuse of Alfred Hitchcock is dead, but it looks true. like this is just a bunch of fan cam bullshit that <laughs> David Lynch can be bothered with. So neither can I. Wow. Shots fired. <laughs> 
I don't um, know. I, 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 yeah. Seventy-eight fifty-two was like. I don't think I have the vitriol for it than Scott seems to, but it did seem very superficial. Um, for something that should have been interesting to me. Yeah. Okay. There's um, a lot of silence there. Also, there a, in, a delay. No, Julie oh, was yeah. gesturing. It. Just say it out loud. What's going no, on? No, get off the Wi-Fi I'm, on your I'm phone. I'm not on the Wi-Fi. Look, yeah. LTE. Oh, great. Okay. Julie um, thought I was causing internet issues. I'm a responsible uh, bandwidth user. Great. Glad to hear it. Yeah. Uh, um, if you want a spooky thing that's maybe of less dubious sourcing, there's a Stephen King adaptation on this date as well called The Boogeyman. Um, it stars Chris Messina. That's fun. Yeah, that's fun. Um, hey, new Transformers. Look at that. It's not directed by Michael Bay, though. Who cares? Uh, yeah, so this is moving on to June 9th. Is, I think this is the guy that did... He, did he do a Creed, this director? Uh, that sounds right. Because I remember some when I was creed. reminded that this movie existed, um, looking up the director and being like, is he as interesting as Michael Bay? And finding uh, probably not. Um, I mean, it does have Michelle Yeoh voicing a Transformer, which seems like a good idea. It also has Pete Davidson as a Transformer, which is just like, imagine making a Transformer sound like Pete Davidson. I, I mean, you should see some of the voice casts for the Michael Bay ones. It's just like, they'll, they'll sound like anybody. Okay. Um, no, this, it, it looks pretty boring, I gotta say. So yeah, it's, but it's like a prequel sort of. Oh, is it? It's a set in 1994. Well, that's just strange. Um, That's really going after the nostalgia market. I guess. Or I don't know. Is there time travel? I don't know how any of it works. I don't think. I mean, the fifth Transformers movie opened in a Knights of the Round Table era and had uh, Stanley Tucci as Merlin, which was a lot of fun. But I don't <laughs> think there's any actual time travel. Okay. Um. All right, so Scott and I is on record as being unimpressed by this Transformer. Look, once they got rid of Bay, I'm out. I mean, I saw, I saw Bumblebee. It was bad, but whatever. Um, also, a very puzzling one on the state, a movie called Strays, which seems to be about, like, talking dogs, but it's, like, live action, maybe? They're making oh, talking dogs a... live action movies again? I think they might be. That's fun. Is it? I thought it was like an R-rated animated movie, like Sausage Party or whatever, but... Uh, that's more boring. No, this looks live action. Yeah, it's live action. Oh, cool. And it has like... Is it cool? I don't know. It I'm has... kind of... In, I, I like that they're making, you know, like a Homeward Bound kind of thing again. I don't... I'm sure, it's not a Homeward Bound kind of thing. I just mean that like model of... Uh, but I, I think, right. is it Production. for adults though? Is it like... Oh, yeah. Oh, it's gotta be. It's... um. Well, produced by Lord Miller, so... And directed by Josh Greenbaum, uh, who did Barbara and Star Go to Vista Del Mar, which uh, is great, no matter what Scott says. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, but I'm intrigued by the idea of him making a Talking Dogs movie. Um, why do we think it's for adults? Um, I think because... Lord Miller I, I, and I, the cast? I don't know. But, but I Lord think, Miller made the Lego movie, for God's true. sake. Oh, no, it is rated R. Yeah, yeah. IMDb says rated R, is why, the, why I thought it was... And like the fact that this is getting seemingly a theatrical release is deeply puzzling and fascinating. I look forward to many kids Maybe being it's... accidentally taken in the movie and many parents quickly dragging them out. Hooray. Um, all right. Maybe it's the return of the summer comedy Scott was talking about. Yeah, that's true. Um, also on the ninth is a surprisingly now controversial movie, Flamin' Hot. So this started out when this was announced 
it was a biopic of the guy who invented flame and hot Cheetos. And I think it was like, he started as a low level employee at Frito-Lay and like invented this and like worked his way up through the company, American success story. We all love it. So it's directed by Eva Longoria. They were like setting it up to be a big summer hit. Turns out none of it's true. Like the LA times did a deep dive on it and are like, he worked there and that's it. Like, and what's (laughs) weird is like, Eva Longoria and the production team don't even really refute that. They're just like, we're telling the story we're telling. It's like, wait, so did you make it up? (laughs) Like, it's like, so now I'm just looking at it like, okay, but like if the whole thing is like, it's a great true story and it's heartwarming, but it's just like not true. It's like, I don't know. I don't know what to believe anymore. (laughs) Cause on the one hand, it's like, do I take the word of the big corporation? But I feel like the article, like they did their due diligence here. Um, and it, it does seem like a fairly trackable thing, I guess. So that's just like strange to me. Um, but well, fortunately, it's direct streaming. And you don't really have to think about it. Yep. Hulu and Disney Plus simultaneously because Disney owns everything. It's very strange. Um, they're trying it out. I don't know. Um, a somewhat more highbrow entry on this date is called Blue Jean, the Scottson Festival play. It's about a closeted PE teacher during the Thatcher era. Um, in the UK. Um, it's apparently quite good. Um, uh, there's also a, um, a biopic of Salvador Dali starring Ben Kingsley. And you're like, that's fun. And then you learn that Ezra Miller's in it too. And then you're like, yeah, well, good. that's a little dodgy. Okay. Well, I, I can tell you, I saw it at TIFF. Uh, okay. it's, directed okay. by, it's, it's directed by Mary Heron, who yeah. uh, I always go to bat for. Um, Dolly Land, by the way. And yeah. And I actually... Interestingly, I saw Sick with the aforementioned Sick at midnight, and I saw Dolly Land at eight thirty the next morning. Oof! <laughs> um, so that was a, a rough turnaround. But I, I liked Dolly Land. I, the fact that Ben Kingsley is playing Salvador Dolly tells you this is a biopic that doesn't. It's not his entire life. It's the end of his life. Ezra Miller plays young Dolly in flashbacks. It's he's barely in it. So if that's uh-huh. a turnoff for you, he is not really in it at all uh you know it's, it's just it's just a few oh really I wait know who are we talking about ezra miller they. ezra miller i didn't know that okay they are not in it um very much at all i'm sorry i didn't know that now you do apologies to that cult leader <laughs> i know we shouldn't misgender anybody or however you put it but uh it was too funny a line to pass up it's true um also in the ninth, Scarlet is the new Pietro Marcello. Oh, did you have additional thoughts? Or I just, just wanted to point out that um, there's a movie called Brooklyn 45 coming out that appears to be directed by a publicist who uh, emails Battleship Retention all the time. <laughs> oh, so good, all right. Good him. Maybe he'll <laughs> be the next um, uh, uh, Justin Simeon, you know, who um, used to be a publicist at Paramount and used to like invite me to Paramount. Oh, really? And then, <laughs> then he went on to do dear white people and, and, and bad ha- and bad hair, which got less press because it was a straight to Hulu movie, but is a better movie than dear white people. If you ask me. All right. All right. Um, Scarlet is the new Pietro Marcello movie. And he directed, why can't I think of the name of that? Oh God. Anyway, um, Martin Eden, he directed Martin Eden. Hmm. Um, so this seems like a sort of similar thing, but it's about a lady. It's a woman uh, embarking on a journey of emancipation between the years of 1919 and 1939. Um, It's based on a novel. It has Louis Garrel in it. Um, Seems like it could be a nice period piece adventure. I don't know if you guys saw Martin Eden, but it's pretty great. 
Oh yeah, no, I liked it. You were mixed. I was a little mixed on it. I I, I think it was just I caught on a bad day or something and don't really care enough to revisit it. But I, I do like a weed grill. And uh you do love the between wars era. It's true. It's true. You love women. <laughs> I do love God knows I love women. Uh I feel compelled to point out for people who are music people, there's a documentary about the band Hypnosis. Um, no, it's the artist Hypnosis. Oh, sorry. Wait, what? It says it's two people. It says two people. Did they like merge? Merge? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. I was trying not maybe to out myself as an uncool person, and I see I have failed. Okay, my understanding, maybe it is two people. My understanding is that, uh, yeah, Hypnosis is not a band. Hypnosis did album covers. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, I thought yeah, I could so just kind like of like the... coast through this and seem like no. a person who knows what I'm talking about, and clearly hey, that was aiming too. too high. I had to look it up. I, I knew it was, was music-related. Yeah. Anyway, um, it's directed yeah, by they, Anton they, Corbin. That's cool, but also I'm done being tricked. Because you know? <laughs> Jim Jarmusch made a documentary about the Stooges, and I was yeah. like, oh, what, what Jim Jarmusch touches are going to be... No, it's just a standard run-of-the-mill Stooges documentary. Felt the same way about Edgar Wright's Sparks documentary. Oh, so uh, done being tricked yeah. does not apply exclusively to Anton Corbin. It is a much bigger <laughs> um, canvas we are discussing. No, no, here. specifically about directors that I like making yeah, music documentaries. But then again, uh, uh, Velvet Underground. Todd Haynes' Velvet Underground movie is great. That, that was the closest one of these has gotten to interesting me. But yeah, I'm just yeah. looking at like the list of interview subjects they have here of like Paul McCarr and Jimmy Page, Robert Plant. And you just like kind of imagine them all like gone through and be like, that was a hell of a cover, man. Yeah. <laughs> For like two hours. <laughs> and you're like, well, I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. All right. What else? We got? All right. Who's next? Yeah. Um, there's a movie called The Angry Black Girl and Her Monster, which is sort of a Frankenstein esque story, but the lead mm-hmm. is a, uh, a black female teenager. Um, so, sort of a, a horror sci fi type of thing right on could be fun um i think that's all i got for that weekend all right moving right along to more problematic content more problematic content on june 16th it is the it is finally allegedly the release of the flash so they have been trying to make this goddamn movie for what 10 years like actively i I was gonna say and trying to release it for like (laughs) four or whatever yeah I, hadn't they like if they had just gotten their shit together earlier they could have gotten it out before Ezra Miller before this, was yeah. problematic and like, they would have got and they would have been on the forefront of the multiverse kind of stuff yeah um, and now it just looks like a copy of a copy which is uh, too bad because I, I don't know I think it looks pretty cool but I'm also a big Flash fan so what'll you do like apparently it's testing well but yeah. they do have quite the PR nightmare on their hands oh no doubt but I don't know you, you also figure like I, I honestly don't think enough people even know who Ezra Miller is to let alone how to feel about them. Yeah. I, I will say, I didn't know that they were non-binary and I also know that Ezra Miller is problematic, but I have no idea why or what they did. Oh, oh really? Oh, yeah, wow. so, I, I so recommend. I, but I'm saying wow. is a lot, a lot of people probably don't know. You have some exciting wiki articles ahead of you. However, to summarize, um, I'll just do the greatest hits. I would say the the worst one 
um, in my opinion, is that they 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 sort of kept a woman hostage in a house for several months. Yes. That, wow. That's the one that stand, really stands out to be. I mean, there's a lot of burglary burglary as well. There, it's not just one thing. It's many things. Yeah. They went on like a crime spree and <laughs> for were like several months, literally on the run. Like no one knew where they were. And, and Warner Brothers is just like, it's fine. Yeah, And like <laughs> tweeting out like, you'll never catch me, which seems like just um, impossible. Oh, there but, was yeah. like assault, maybe like yeah. in Hawaii. Yeah. There's several assault um, charges. OK. I remember there being a Hawaii thing. Yeah, th- there's many, about. many things, and they're in, and it's insane. Yeah, things. and might and my Joker there wasn't fictitious, like might have actually been leading a cult for a short period of time. Yes, um, so it's bad, right. and the problem is, it's like okay, so then you can't have the star doing press really, which yeah. is suspicious. And it's like, okay, so it's just like, oh, this person's the lead of the movie and they're just not talking to anyone for no reason at all. Like, oh, it's a mess. <laughs> Um, okay. Which is too bad. Cause you also have like kind of a good and I think reasonably unproblematic supporting cast. Um, you have, um, Kiersey Clemens who I like you've Michael Keaton, I guess they're doing a multiverse thing. Yep. Um, Ron Livingston. Sure. Um, Maribel Verdu, who is a actress from some country. I can't remember, but anyway, um, I wish there was an alternate reality in which this movie was not so tainted because yeah, it does seem like, Oh, and they, they were, they like changed directors like seven times. Yeah. Not, but I mean, not by the time of the kind of production that they just went through a lot of pre-production interrupt, uh, inter- iterations, but what I'm yeah. trying to say, but the script is also by the guys who wrote game night and dungeons and dragons, which is pretty cool. But um, the actual script they're using. That's who's credited on it. Yeah. Um, and uh, Michael Shannon shows back up as General Zod. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I, obviously, like I got my fanboy side, but I, I genuinely think the trailer looked pretty cool. And so I will be there. Um, I will probably not be there for the next Pixar movie. I'm so, so sick of their bullshit at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, Elemental is what yeah. it's called. Yeah, it looks so... I feel like they maybe have gone too far down the path of having characters that are not real things. Yeah. <laughs> Cause like inside out I could hang with, but then that was a hit and they're like, let's have all our characters be ideas. And I'm like, Ooh, I don't know if there's like more here. Cause this is about elements. It's about like fire and water are characters. Um, and it's like, Yeah. I don't know. Maybe the magic's gone over there. I will say though, Coco was very good. I'm sure it was. I, I'm saying specifically this side of the Pixar where it is, yeah, based on characters based on ideas. And between that and Soul, or, yeah, I mean, I didn't like Inside Out. I didn't like Soul. And now they're doing it again. And this apparently, Wikipedia is telling me, it draws inspiration from the director's youth growing up, the son of immigrants in New York City in the 70s, highlighting the city's distinct cultural and ethnic diversity while the story is inspired by romantic films like guess who's coming to dinner moonstruck anomaly what's happening here live in the now man make also, a movie like, for the kids that live that's today too many things yeah i just well perhaps very tired you will more appreciate the gritty stylings of extraction two <laughs> i tried to watch the first extraction and man it was <laughs> it was rough sledding and i like it down in dirty action movie but it was like it, it it's got the like john wick knock-on effect where it's like a lot of kind of stasis and like stillness 
in bursts of like then cool action beats, but like the action isn't cool enough to justify those long stretches of kind of like people sitting around being vaguely chill. Yeah. But I mean, they said that movie was a massive hit, but also Netflix can just make up any numbers they want. So it's like, do we yeah, I mean, I, I figure if they're making a sequel, it must have been. But it was also in 2020 and we're all trapped in our homes. Oh, yeah, it was 2020. So there you go. Um, for something completely different, also on the state is The Blackening, um, a Tim Story movie, which is. The trailer for this looked a lot of fun, I got to say. Yeah, because it's it's a parody of horror movies and they're, you know, kind of playing on the trope that the black person in a horror movie always dies first. So they're like, what if all of the people are black? And it's just like, yeah, kind of parodying these tropes. Um, yeah, it's adapted from a, a short film and it's like, hmm. yeah, I mean, it's. You know, I think in some ways, like this was the scary movie franchise was like touching on a little, but this seems maybe a little better. Yeah, I mean, it's like very, more polished. Yeah, it, it looks yeah. a lot more polished. The filmmaking looked pretty strong, which I'm kind of looking at now. Like, I don't like dislike Tim Story, but he's never really seemed like an especially stylish director. So um, if he's kind of found some additional chops here, that's cool. But yeah, I, I was I hadn't heard this movie at all. I saw the trailer for it. And I was really, really intrigued yeah. by it. Good cast. Yeah, it was it was on my short list of things to try and see at tiff and i didn't make it to it but i i think the only tim story movie i've seen is the first barbershop which i like and i've seen multiple times so uh that's probably why i wanted to see it but um yeah it looks good yeah yeah i've only seen barbershop and the two fantastic four movies he did um all of which i did like i mean even the fantastic four which i think kind of got a bad rap but um you know i don't think of them as most stylish whereas i think for a horror movie especially a horror comedy you can benefit oh, right. from having a little verve to it and i was kind of yeah surprised now learning that he directed a given how stylish the trailer looks but hey good for him i mean people can learn and grow no totally but he's also you know i mean he can't be a young man at this point he's yeah 53 all right so that's a good time for reinvention you never stop learning and growing god god willing yeah. Yeah. um uh so moving on to june 23rd i yeah. believe um new wes anderson asteroid city new wes anderson yeah. is ever-growing casts just when you think he can't cast more people he's like guess again <laughs> sucker which honestly i love no i know but it's like especially after uh french dispatch was like at least it was three different stories and you're like well of course you can pack in a lot of people in that it's like oh you cast even more people now no i know like some of these famous people are gonna have like they're gonna say three words yeah, and never 100%. be seen again yeah. but that's okay i mean i know david is not maybe the biggest wes anderson fan we are big wes anderson uh, people I, or no? I mean i i like his later stuff a lot more okay. i think i like um uh yeah french dispatch would probably be my third favorite okay after fantastic mr fox and my number one is grand budapest uh so i like his later stuff i think okay. i think the more that he's just himself uh as opposed to what yeah dude's always been very what strong do you mean? I don't, okay no i don't think so. here's the thing <laughs> When I watch, because I rewatched Rushmore during like the pandemic yeah. years, uh, and I probably liked it overall more than I had when I was in high school. But I still, uh, and I know Tyler disagrees with me here. I still feel like there are certain moments in his early films, and the biggest example is like in Royal Tenenbaums with the like, it's been a hard year or whatever the the line is, where I feel like I. I feel like he's putting this like pathos in there because he feels like he needs to, and it doesn't feel honest for him. Um, who, uh, who, who I, I think the 
emotion in his work that is more impactful comes from a less sentimental place. Uh, and so when it, whenever those, so I don't like his early, I, I feel like he has grown more into being comfortable with just being, uh, uh, being a little bit more misanthropic, uh, you know, I think Grand Budapest is often a, often a very misanthropic film. Uh, and I, I, it feels more honest to me than his earlier stuff. I'm surprised. Cause that's a, that's a damn sentimental movie itself. Um, but yeah. I've never had well, that problem Grand, with them. So yeah. No, what, what Grand Budapest is. Yeah, or? for sure. I don't, I don't see it as sentimental, but like, I think, I don't know if we were talking about this on the podcast or somewhere else, but like, I feel like people only say sentimental when you're doing sentimental poorly. Sure. That's probably it's like, you never have a problem with it when it's executed well. Right. right? So like, I think that's more an issue of execution. Again, I don't agree, but like, I just feel like all of his movies are about people who have a lot of feelings and they're bad at expressing them. And then they maybe express them a little and try to break through a little. And that to me has been fairly consistent through his work. Um, But yeah, I mean, new Wes Anderson, we're stoked. And also like, I mean, yeah, it has a million people in it. Who would you say are you most excited to see join the, the, the crew, the troop? I mean, of course, Hanks, love a Hanks, but Rita Wilson's in it too, which is a lot of fun. It is. Um, I'm curious to see how, uh, how Margot Robbie does in the the Anderson verse. And even though I, I dislike him, I think Steve Carell will fit in well. Yeah. Just, yeah. Stoked. Yeah. Um, you, you mentioned the loss of the, the classic summer comedy. I know. Here's two. Here's yeah. two on the same day. Um, studio comedies on the same day. So um, yeah. the first one is No Hard Feelings, which is a raucous Jennifer Lawrence vehicle yeah. um, where parents hire um, Jennifer Lawrence to date, date is in quotes, um, their weird son. Um, it's directed by Gene Stupnitsky, who did, um, good boys and bad teacher. Um, but maybe, maybe he'll get it right this time. I know. Right. (laughs) But like, I didn't, you know what? I didn't see bad teacher. It's okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to, I didn't like good boys. I mean, it's like, I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion to have, but like, I'd like Jennifer Lawrence. I think she's a good actress. I want her as an actress. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I never bought into her whole, like, uh, I don't know her cool girl persona in like interviews and stuff. Sure. I mean, it seems it a little, it kind of rode me the wrong way, but, uh, yeah, I've it seems a little upon maybe, but, um, yeah, as an actress stellar. Yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe it'll bring, maybe it'll bring back the summer comedy, but if it doesn't <laughs> Joyride is there to pick up the slack. Um, this is the directorial debut of Adele Lim who wrote, um, Crazy Rich Asians, among other things. Um, executive produced by Seth Rogen. Or no, regular produced, so more hands-on. Um, <laughs> I hate to make this comparison because there, it just really shows how few touch points there are for this kind of movie, but people are comparing it to like Girls Trip or Bridesmaids because it's a road trip movie about four mm-hmm. women who are who say swear words, so it's <laughs> Bridesmaids or Girls Trip. Those are the only points of reference. But um, yeah, it like, you know has a fun cast and it's just like, yeah, let have studio be studio comedies about women. Like, I don't know why I'm begging for this in the year 2023, but like, yes, yeah. please more. Yeah. Totally. Uh, um, that cast includes, yeah, there's all these women, including Stephanie Sue from, uh, um, everything everywhere. Oscar nominee. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, 
and also uh, a character actor I really like named named David Denman. Uh, fans of the American Office might know him as Roy Jenna Fisher's like the guy yeah. she's with mm. at the beginning. But uh, he's always uh, solid when he when he shows up and stuff. He's a he's a good good presence. Um, also on the twenty third is the now it is the time to talk about the aforementioned Paris Memories. Ah yes, aka Revoir Paris or whatever yeah. the hell it was. Revoir Paris, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, we well, already said everything you needed to say about it. Uh, by Alice in the Corner <laughs> stars Virginie, uh, Virginie Efira. Yeah. And, and it's directed by Alice Winokur, who, what the hell did she make? Looking oh, it up something. now. Yeah. I know the name sounds super familiar. Um, director of, oh, Augustine, which I really like. Um, and Proxima, did I end up seeing that? Or I just thought about seeing that. I did see that. Proxima is really good. Um, okay. so yeah, I'm, I'm definitely into whatever she's up to these days. Um, which like I said, it's working for working with, um, one of my new favorite actresses. Yeah. Um, did yeah. you, I didn't see a uh, disorder. That's another one that's got, um, Matthias Shane yeah, and Diane Kruger. I, yeah. I wanted to see that cause I like both those actors a lot. Yeah. Sam. Um, there's also a documentary about, uh, the making of midnight cowboy. Although the first sentence of the synopsis is this is not a documentary about the making of midnight cowboy. (laughs) You think it's that you're wrong guys. (laughs) Um, it's called desperate souls, dark city and the legend of midnight cowboy, which like, I don't know, calm down maybe, but, um, there's also a new Nick Cassavetes joint called God is a bullet, which Whatever else happens, great title. Um, Starring Nikolai Coster, Valdo. Um, speaking of people from Game of Thrones, uh, although I feel like he's he's just one of those guys who like broke out on a TV show and then never was able to yeah translate yeah. it to movies. Like I, he played just, Hamlet on on stage in L.A. No, recently. I, yeah, I, I like him as as uh, an actor. Was he Macbeth? Like, or was it Macbeth? It was Macbeth. Oh well, it was the Shakespeare play. Yeah. But like in the, especially in American movies, he was in a movie called Headhunters that I liked. Um, but in American movies, he just never has seemed to seem to come through. I mean, could be sort a, of a Mads Mikkelsen curse, perhaps. <laughs> could be, but at least he, Mads Mikkelsen is in movies that were like hits, like Casino Royale yeah. and stuff. Like, yeah, he seems to just have a bad like. He's in Gods of Egypt. I mean, oh wow, yeah. I think uh, the only thing I've seen him in is uh, the Brian De Palma Domino. Um, which was okay. not going to break out for anybody. That was a rough sled. All right. Okay. Uh, what's next? Are we moving on to another date? I'm not saying anything else here. That's really jumping out. So are we dialing? Are we dialing for destiny? We're yeah. Dial D for destiny. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, June 30th, we got a new Indiana Jones. Not interested. <laughs> Like, I thought you were a mangled guy. I am a mangled guy, but I don't, I don't know. Like it just looks rough. Oh, and it stars Mads Mikkelsen. Speak of the devil. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I know. I, mean, I, I might, I might get you know roped into it. We'll see. It, it's got a good cast. Um, I'm just. It just seems a little dull. Yeah. What well, apparently um, he mangled when he finished it he uh he screened it for spielberg <laughs> and spielberg apparently said like damn i thought i was the only one who could make one of these which is kind of fun but um that's nice yeah so it's like well, 
I can't see. I never saw the the refrigerator one, so you'll uh, have no idea what's I'd, going on. Yeah, I'd be completely lost. It's definitely going to be very steeped in uh, Crystal Skull <laughs> mythology, so it's it's best that you skip it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I he's too old. I mean, I love Harrison Ford, but like. Is he going to be like just sitting the whole time? Like, let's be honest. No, it's just the trailer's just full of like face replacements, uh, CGI stunts and stuff, which is exactly what everyone said that they hated about Crystal Skull. And now everyone's seeing the exact same thing in this. They're like, oh my God, he's back. And it's like, it just, it just doesn't look good. I don't know. I mean, I guess, I don't know. The technology is 14 years along. It is, but it looks just as like fake and cartoony and like, part of the appeal of the old Indiana Jones movies is like the big sets that they build. And yeah. like, you know, you feel like you're kind of digging out uh, ancient artifacts. And when that's all just a cartoon, it just doesn't have the same landing. Yeah. Um, well, perhaps more your speed is Harold in the purple crayon, huh? I mean, it was definitely my speed when I was five. Hell yeah. Could, could be again. Yeah. So this is, uh, I can't remember if it's animated or live action hybrid. I think it might be hybrid um but yeah they made they finally made it a a movie i know they've been trying for a while um decently amusing cast um strangely there's another wide release movie aimed at children on that same day and i feel like someone's gonna have to blink here but (laughs) um but there's also ruby gilman teenage kraken yeah i saw this i saw this trailer before before finally gonna release the kraken (laughs) It, it does not look good so, so um, your team Harold on this one. Well, you know, you know, uh, I'm getting probably getting ahead of ourselves because I'm guessing it's later on this list. But the two animated, the two cartoon movie trailers they showed before Are You There, God, were this and the new Turtles movie. And the new Turtles movie, like the jokes were terrible, but it looks interesting. Yeah, where I mean, like, you are like, visually, getting ahead visually of it like looks interesting. Where whereas then so then seeing that and then immediately seeing the trailer for the Teenage Kraken movie, which looks just like every other studio animated comedy, yeah, um, for the past like seven to fifteen years or whatever, uh, made it made it look <laughs> even worse. Unfortunately. Um, okay, are we moving on to uh, Catherine Hardwick? Sure. Uh, not well, not yeah. quite yet. I will say also on June 30th, we have the passengers of the night, which is an Emmanuel beer and Charlotte Gainsbourg movie. Okay. Well, you have that after yeah, the Catherine Harbour. You, you are so. skipping past Catherine Harbour. Uh, you guys, Prisoner's I can't daughter. read. It's time to admit. I can't read. Proceed. Prison, Prisoner's daughter is the new Catherine Harbour movie. That's all I'm saying. She just had a movie come out. Mafia oh, really? Mama. Oh, yeah. I didn't know it was her. Actually. Came out like two weeks ago. Yeah. Good for her. So anyway, but this one, I'm again. I'm to be can only be trusted up to a certain point, but I think this one was produced first. Prisoner's Daughter. Uh, Who knows yeah. anymore in this crazy post-pandemic world? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, you just directed a no, lot more uh, stuff than I thought. My goodness. Good for yeah. her. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just saw the. I, I recently watched the episode of Game of Those Horrors Cabinet of Curiosities that she did. It was not very good, unfortunately. Ah, well. Maybe next time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's move on to the passengers of the night then. Yeah. Or did you have more to say? I did not really have more to say, but if anyone okay. has anything. Yeah. Charlotte, Gainsbourg. Yeah, Charlotte Gainsbourg. 
Yeah. Oh, and I've, I haven't seen any Mikhail Hers movies, um, but a lot of people are really, really think he's super talented. So I've been curious too. So this might be a good entry point. There you go. Um, we have uh, a bit of a random midweek entry here um, on the 4th of July. We have a movie called Once Upon a Time in Uganda, um, which uh, is about an African filmmaker um, who, oh, it's a documentary, actually, um, an African filmmaker. They called him Africa's Tarantino um, and spiraling out of control. Um, and then on to July 7th. Okay. Got a new insidious movie. Um, Yeah. Patrick Uh, Wilson. uh, Can I real quick? uh, I just wanted to mention earth mama because I did see this one at, at Sundance. Um, And uh, we talked about actually a little bit on the Patreon, patreon.com slash battleship retention. It's weirdly like a thousand and one. It's also about a like, mother dealing with having her kids in the like foster uh system um i don't think this movie is overall as successful as a thousand one but tia namore the lead is fantastic i i would actually think i do actually think the movie is worth seeing for for how good she is and she's um i think this is her first time acting too so that's earth mama Big year for movies about mothers with kids in the foster care system where yeah. the lead is a first time actress. Big year. Deanna Taylor uh, is not a first time actress. Just saying. Oh, that's right. I know. We keep, I, I keep making that mistake. But it was it's like kind of her lead breakout, her kind of breakout lead yeah. sort of anyway, trying to make trying to salvage this anyway. Okay. Um, but yeah, so the Insidious movie, I think it's the first one Patrick Wilson is directing. He's like oh, reaching that stage i guess yeah it's it's um, like the fifth season tv show where like finally the actors start directing the episodes kind of thing <laughs> yeah that's exactly yeah <laughs> so like i've never seen any of these because i'm terrified and i don't do horror but i think there's one of them where he just plays the guitar and sings can't help falling in love with you right and i just watched that clip on youtube in isolation so that is my only exposure to this franchise and i plan to keep it that way so as far <laughs> as i know it's just a delightful franchise about a man serenading his family on guitar perfect and we're going to keep it that way he, i i am a huge patrick wilson fan though i just i wish he had a better career because i adore him he's just very talented and handsome um also i, I meant to say on july 7th is biosphere which is a a sci-fi two-hander with sterling k brown and mark duplass Sure. Right I, I like them. Um, and then are we on to yeah. July 12th? So best movie of the summer, man. Best movie <laughs> of my life. So I, I asked Scott, is there a way to phrase this without sounding too macabre? And he gave me a suggestion. <laughs> so you're just steering into it instead. I might steer into it. Okay. So when, as I do, you suffer from depression, it helps to have things to look forward to. Like not only things that are in your own life, like travel or parties or whatever, but like things that are just happening in the world. And you're like, I need to keep my shit together so I can be present for this event. All of which is to say (laughs) on the days where things are really hard, the fact that we have a new mission impossible movie this summer is keeping me going. This is not a bit you guys, this is how much I love this fucking franchise. (laughs) I, this is my favorite film franchise and it's, it's not even close. Um, we rewatched all of the missions impossible in Quar. um, in your order. first time for mission possible Two. Yeah. 
and it was great. And this franchise is just great. Yeah. And I, what's insane is that they've created a situation where they can't replace Tom Cruise. And like this franchise will end when he's done. And that's I'll bet kind they'll of, still try to do more. They'll try, but it won't work. It won't work. Yeah. And that's, what's kind of great. Yeah. Because it's like this entire multi-billion dollar franchise is just predicated on the fact that Tom Cruise is insane and wants to stay young forever and will do anything <laughs> to prove it. Yeah. And that's insane. And it's just like, it, it's popcorn entertainment at its absolute finest. Yeah. I cannot tell you how giddy I was watching the trailer for this, which I did several times. Oh yeah. So David, I don't, I don't know where you stand. No, this David hasn't seen hardly any of them. Yeah. Like I, bad man. I, I pieced out after the JJ one. Um, so uh, Yeah. I, I haven't kept up. Well, it seems I, to happen like franchises. I love. Cause I also, here it is over a month after John wick four came out and I still didn't, haven't gone to see it. I think the further you get into franchises, the more I start to like, and normally that instinct is correct. Yeah. However, <laughs> with mission impossible, that instinct is incorrect. Yeah. If okay. anything, it's only gotten better. It's only gotten better. Okay. I, I don't remember which one it was, if it was fallout or maybe the one before it, but so normally when Scott and I see movies, we're very like well-behaved theater goers where we're oh, just this like is fallout. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. We're just sitting there with like, you know, our hands in our laps. We're looking at the screen. We're not talking. We're not, we're just being very normal and polite after the opening sequence of that movie. I like slapped my hand on Scott's eye and <laughs> stared him right in the eye and like emitted some kind of noise because I simply needed to discharge energy from my body. Wow. <laughs> that is how much I love this goddamn franchise. Yeah. So well. people with depression, I highly recommend <laughs> getting the mission impossible. impossible. No, honestly, it's just like, it, cause it's like, it's just people doing things very competently and then everything works out. And yeah. that's, but in a very exhilarating and fun way. For sure. Um, also, if you want to cosplay as Ethan Hunt in your real life, may I suggest trying to hit the stop button on the microwave <laughs> when there's only one second left. <laughs> that is an Ethan Hunt adjacent exercise. Um, anyway, yeah. Also, it has Haley Atwell in it now. That's fun. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That, that's, that that's, is, that's, that's what else can we say? Um, it's coming out on a Wednesday for some reason. Who cares? I'll cancel all my plans for the day. Perfect. Yeah. Um, so then on to the actual weekend, uh, July 14th, um, theater camp is coming out. Um, this was a hit at Sundance, I guess. I don't know if you I were... didn't see it, but I'm yeah. looking forward to seeing it because, um, I'm a big Molly Gordon fan. Yeah. I didn't uh, know she uh, directed and wrote this. That's cool. And yeah, this yeah. is her, uh, is it her, is yes, yeah, her debut as a, director yeah um, um code co-directed with uh nick co-directed and written with nick lieberman yeah it has a lot of like fun people in it um mm -hmm. it does have ben platt in it which like i think we're all kind of souring on him as like maybe like a bad example of a nepo baby who has weird vibes but i never got a chance to be sweet on him maybe i could start maybe now yeah time. i wasn't sweet on him and also i guess i'm just learning that he's a nepo baby i'm guessing oliver platt <laughs> No, Ooh. Mark Platt, the producer. I don't know who that is. Um, look him up. He's produced a ton of massively successful movies. And a lot okay. of people say he kind of like made his son be on Broadway. Like 
And he like bankrolled the Dear Evan Hansen movie, I think, which is why they stuck with having him in it. Anyway, not the point. There's a lot of other great people in this cast, like Patty Harrison and Caroline Aaron, who's on Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Amy Sedaris. Great folks. Um, And it's like, I'm sorry, I love theater and I love art about theater. Sure. Um, Especially when they're scrappy. It literally says a scrappy theater camp. I can't resist. I'm sorry. This is catnip for me. Um, Also on the 14th. Uh, Yeah, I'm looking forward uh, to it. Yeah. Yeah. Also on the 14th, we have a new Christian Petzold movie. Hell yeah. Um, Yeah. Fire um, has Paula Beer in it, a frequent... Is, wait, is she a frequent collaborator or am I getting confused? No, she's been in the last couple. She was okay. in uh, Transit and uh, I can never remember the Was it Undine? Undine, yeah. yeah. Undine. 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 Are we trying to like out German each other on this one? Bit, yeah. <laughs> uh, which one of us took high school German? Um, wow, I don't know. I, no one's ever mentioned anything about that, so I have no way of knowing. Um, but yeah. Um, oh, there's a yeah, little fire. Okay. Um, Speaking of noted European auteurs, there's a new, <laughs> I regret starting on Michel Hazanovicius. Hazanovicius, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, the director of the artist, there's a new movie from him. Um, this was, I believe, going to play at Cannes one year or some other festival, but then they're like, we're doing a virtual one. And he's was, like, fuck you guys. And he pulled it. Yeah, nice. it, was, it was Sundance 2022. Okay. Because um, I was hoping to see it. Uh, and yeah. then and then they went fully virtual yeah uh so i haven't seen it but it's a remake of one cut of the dead right um yes um so basically there are a bunch of cast and crews making a zombie movie and then real life zombies um show up um i heard kind of mixed things but it's like a good cast and it sounds wacky so. well i haven't seen one cut of the dead but people who have seen that love it so mm, okay. i wonder if some of the backlash against this is just it existed. Sure. You know, sure. Um, and then are we on to the, the greatest double header of this summer, perhaps this year? Ah, uh, yes. See, I'm going to be, Oh, does David have the, a take? Does David have a take here? Not only anti-mission impossible for no reason, but <laughs> I never said I was anti-mission impossible. <laughs> I said, I haven't watched them. I am. I, I love Greta Gerwig as much as, most people who love Greta Gerwig, but I am deeply skeptical that a movie based on Barbie is going to be any good or why let's talk through this. Yeah, no, let's, let's turn this into therapy, David, (laughs) like bring your fears, bring your fears to the table here. Because, uh, Mattel is so protective of Barbie. They're not going to, it's going to have to be safe. I, from everything I hear, that is not true. And I was also a little skeptical at first until I don't know if you caught this little film Twitter, like mini controversy where somebody unearthed Margot Robbie's letterbox account, which she has under oh, like really? a deep alias. And one of her lists was watch before Barbie. And one of those movies on her list of what to watch before Barbie was the young girls brush for. So, um, you know, credit was cool enough to bring in some young cool. girls brush for into her big studio movie. And so I, uh, how did yeah. they figure out it was her letterbox? I can't remember. It was like a whole thing where like it definitely led to like 95% chance it was her. And then it got taken down soon after it was revealed. So, you know. And it's like, I, okay. So obviously this cast is stacked like crazy. It's impeccable. It's fantastic. I mean, Margot Robbie, I am, 
I don't know if this is an up. We are we are a big Margot Robbie household. Yeah, I I big fan. Kind of have I don't want to say blind faith in her, but I do kind of adore her. Um, you have all these random delightful people. I mean, America Ferrara, Ryan Gosling, Kate McKinnon, Simu Liu, Issa Rae, Michael Sarah. For some reason, sure, like yeah. just all these people, and the things being said about this were so hyperbolic that I'm like, they can't all be wrong because I think it was. It might have been Simu Liu's agent who was like, this is the best script I have ever seen. Yeah. And it's like, even if it's not the best script in the world, it's like, it has to be good if someone would say that. It is a strange thing to call out. Do you know what I mean? It's like no one, Mattel is not putting a gun to anyone's head to make them say that. Yeah. And it's like, Greta Gerwig, I just, I trust with my life at this point, honestly. Two for two. So this is another movie for- for the depressed people that I am like, I need, I need to be of the presence of mind and body to see. So we will actually be out of town for this. Um, we will be in a rural cabin with Scott's family. And I'm like, we are driving three hours. I don't care. We are seeing Barbie. We don't have to drive three hours to the nearest movie theater. Fortunately, we will drive whatever reasonable distance 15 to 20 minutes. We'll drive 15 to 20 minutes to see Barbie. Cause this is another thing. It's like female director. If it doesn't make a ton of money opening weekend, they'll never let women direct right. again. The stakes are high. You guys. Um, Okay. But also on this weekend, wait, we I, well, I, I did want to point out one thing about yes. Barbie uh, and the the trailer where um, I guess it takes place in like a, well, she's a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. She right. is. Um, and so she's driving past an airport and it, instead of the famous LAX sign, it says BAX. <laughs> Which is my last name. Yeah. <laughs> I think you got to screen cap that and use it as frequently as you can. Oh, I, it's my Twitter, like uh, profile background now. Perfect. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, very, very stoked. Also very, very stoked in terms of other expansive movies with large casts. Um, Oppenheimer, the new Christopher Nolan movie. Um, a lot of people are creating like a false equivalency around these two movies yeah. where it's like, you have to pick one. And I'm like, no, I will be seeing both. Like, yeah, I don't know why you'd have to pick one. Well, because uh, like, I don't know, bombs are for boys and dolls are for girls. <laughs> like that's really what it comes down to at yeah. the end of the day. I have seen some great memes about it. I have to say there's ones that are like Oppenheimer boyfriend and Barbie girlfriend. Yeah. And it's like just mm. people who look like that. And then there's like um, people in the theater watching Barbie when the bomb goes off in Oppenheimer. And it's, <laughs> it was like a girl doing her makeup. And then suddenly the room starts shaking. <laughs> it's like, so the, the memes are good, but I just feel like, I don't know. They're both kind of uniting in the in, the internet in a very positive way of just like, it's fun to see people excited <sighs> for original movies. Yeah. What is wrong with me? I'm such a, Oh, like okay. A, so we're going to rain on this parade too. Well, I, I'm never, I'm always skeptical of Christopher Nolan. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm always happy to be surprised when he makes a Dunkirk or something, but I generally don't like his movies. And so I'm generally not expecting to like them. <laughs> I went through a brief anti-Nolan phase around uh, Inception and then into Dark Knight Rises, but I've been on board ever since. Um, dude makes big, impressive movies that are just damn impressive to watch. And this cast is freaking stacked. Um, you know, you got the heavy hitters that are kind of top of the line. It's Cillian Murphy, Emily Blunt, Matt Damon, Robert Downey Jr., Florence Pugh. Um, but buried in there, you got like a Josh Hartnett doing like his first notable role in some time. You got uh, an Alden Ehrenreich, who I'm always a fan of. Um, yeah. You got Casey Affleck, Olivia Thirlby. Um, Did good... we say Benny Safdie? 
Did not say Benny Safty. You got a Benny Safty. That guy works. That guy works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I just saw Are You There, God? And of course, yeah. um, uh, Stars at Noon. Jewish excellence, this man. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. What so, else we got? So clearly, unimpressed by these two tent poles, David yeah. will be instead watching Stephen Curry Underrated, <laughs> which is a documentary about Stephen Curry. <laughs> Um, um isn't, you, isn't it wait i don't know anything about basketball but isn't it pronounced stefan oh god probably um so the only thing i know about him is that so his wife is aisha curry who's a bit of a lifestyle guru she has like a homeware brand at target and they well okay they briefly hosted an hbo max loosely a game show sort of a talk show that's a reboot of a show from like the 50s um, I don't remember what the original show was called. This version was called about last night and they get celebrity couples on it to answer questions about each other. And step, whatever his name is, Stephen Curry is just the bartender. So like Aisha's hosting it and he's just standing in the background the whole time, mixing drinks and laughing intermittently. Um, I watched like most of these episodes on like a random night. I was home alone. It's kind of delightful actually. <laughs> So I know he's like allegedly one of the best basketball players of all time, but I know him as a man just like chuckling politely <laughs> while mixing drinks for celebrity couples. So, um, but apparently he is impressive enough to um, merit a documentary. Good for him. All right. Um, there's also uh, on the state, the excellently titled they cloned Tyrone, which is sort of a sci-fi thing about cloning uh starring john boyega jamie fox and tayona paris i think this has been kicking around for a while actually like they shot it a while ago and it's finally coming out so it's on netflix easy enough to catch um mm-hmm. i think probably good to move on to sure. the 28th okay um, the mentioned justin simeon has the a mentioned justin simeon um and it's they're taking another crack at the haunted mansion why not uh yeah how did we did, did the first one because so the first one was with eddie murphy and it was in like 2003 or something did it do well or no that's a good question because yeah, i don't I, I think people like disliked it but i think right. it might have like done well yeah i mean eddie, eddie murphy in 2003 really could go either way mm-hmm. um this one has a pretty solid cast but also includes tiffany haddish which would be another thing we'll have to Yep. Work around. And Jared Leto. Heftier charges. Wait, what happened? Do I care what happened with Tiffany Haddish? (laughs) Wasn't it like child pornography or something? Okay, so... (laughs) What's going on in the world? Okay, so that one, she might have been cleared of that. It was more like she, she made... She was like recording a comedy video and in the process of the comedy video, like had children in it like simulate sexual acts or something okay is that like weirder than you thought it's strange um so that's like ongoing but i think she's also um she's just like apparently a very abrasive person and has like what was it It was something about like what her stylist or something he would be like, oh, yeah, I don't think they can dress you. This brand will dress you because, like, I don't have the best relationship with them. And she would just go to that brand and be like, why do you have a bad relationship with my stylist? And then, like, make it so much worse. Like, she just, 
I think she's kind of tanking right now. Well, but, I didn't know any of that. And then Jared Leto, people are just not really feeling anymore. Yeah. But you do have Danny people DeVito, the, Pete Stanfield. Uh, oh, no, there's people other. Liked the, the cat people. costume. They did like the cat <laughs> costume. With the cat. Also, Winona Ryder's in this. Sure. Ooh. Yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis. Okay. Owen Wilson. I mean, yeah, there's there's fun people here. Um, I don't and know. I mean, I do like Tiffany Haddish. <laughs> um, so if she was cleared of these charges, then uh, it, it's kind of maybe pending. So maybe don't don't right. cast your uh, allegiances cast just yet. Too yeah. All right. um, Guillermo del Toro produced this. Like it's just kind of it's a bit of a Stefan Club of a movie. Sure. But um, yeah, sure. I would say. I like Guillermo del Toro a lot as a director. His track record as a producer sure. is not great. Like he produced that uh, uh, boring, uh, scary stories to tell in the dark movie, and he produced Antlers, which listeners don't remember. I named the worst movie of twenty twenty one. Yeah, but that was uh, Scott Cooper. Like that was never gonna. He is my mortal enemy. Yeah, Scott Cooper. He doesn't know it. But uh, <laughs> the more you say on the podcast, you know, yeah, better chances he will eventually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I might have told this story before, but my boss once accidentally invited Scott Cooper to her children's birthday party because she thought she was emailing her husband, also named Scott. Um, he politely declined. <laughs> That's funny. Um, a complete hey, let's move on to uh, another movie that I saw at Sundance. Oh, you did see it, right? Kokomo City. It's uh, really, uh, it's it's about um, transgender uh, female sex workers. Um, and it's uh, really fantastic, really bracing and bold and often very funny um, because they're so, uh, they're very funny uh, people, uh, beautifully shot in, in black and white. Uh, but also not like sort of steering away from the dangers, which brings us to the fact that one of the subjects has since been murdered. Oh, wow. um, yeah, this just happened. I was just looking this up. This uh, just happened last week, actually. Yeah. One, yeah. One I was the... like, am I going to have to tell David yet another no. horrible yeah, thing right. that happened? No. Yeah. <laughs> one, one of, one of the four women who's um, uh, uh, the focus of, of this movie was, uh, was murdered in in atlanta last week so um or at least it, the arrest was made last week i'm not sure when the murder happened but uh yeah that's and that's that's terrible because the movie is so full of uh life for for these people and um uh i think there's something really fascinating about and really positive about not making a movie about black transgender sex workers that is entirely about how difficult and hard things are for, are for them. And the movie's not, the movie's not like ignorant or trying to push that to the side, but it's also saying, let's not treat these women as like a social issue. Let's treat yeah. these women as people. And, uh, it makes it their situation all, uh, all the more, uh, sympathetic because you come to, to know them over the course of the movie. Um, it's really, really great. Yeah, I know it, it landed really well at Sundance and might have won some awards. So, yeah, definitely looking forward to that. Um, we also have got a crazy looking Nick Cage movie. It sure does. On this day, which mm. is uh, um, it's him and Joel Kinnaman. Um, Joel Kinnaman. It's a real, real time I was going to say whatever happened to that guy, but I guess he's in Nicolas Cage movies now. He is. I mean, he's, he works. 
Like he's Does out he? there. Maybe it's know? just me. I feel like I haven't seen him since like the girl with he's the dragon tattoo. <laughs> oh no, he's he's definitely out there. He was in the more recent Suicide Squad. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's and, that's why. And oh, he's this always no, happens. He was in both Suicide Squads actually. And, yeah. and then he's also been he's on. He's a TV. very forgettable character. Sure. Yeah. He's 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 also on on TV. Oh, you know what? But I did watch the new in treatment that he was on and i forgot that for good reason hmm. I think. it was not good okay because uh, yeah. i liked the original gabriel Byrne in treatment a lot but um the newer one which was um the woman from orange's new black uh uh uzo aduba uh just just not not as good well i guess get used to remembering who he is because he's in the new john woo movie actually too yeah oh, wow. with no dialogue yeah oh good for him that's fantastic. He, he, they're like, who's someone who doesn't need to speak, who we don't trust yeah. to speak. Yeah. Can't deliver lines to save his life. <laughs> um, also on the 28th is talk to me, which I think was a Sundance. It's been kicking yeah. around the festivals anyway. I, uh, I kind of wish I'd seen, I was in line for talk to me when I got an email or text from a publicist for another movie. I was in line for the pub- press and industry screening of talk to me. And then another movie that, publicist like emailed me and was like hey i've got an extra ticket for the premiere at the echoes of this mm. movie do you want to come so i was like yeah i'll go to the echoes movie and i did like the other movie which i don't know if we'll talk about um i don't i haven't seen a, a release date for jamo jaya uh yet so that's what i saw instead i did like it but based on what i've heard i think maybe i should have seen talk to me um yeah uh, people, it's, people it's really like, like it it's a supernatural horror movie i, I don't even know if it has like I, I don't really know like the hook i think it's just good like i saw the trailer for it there's like a hand that people grab and the hand okay. keeps showing up and spooky places <laughs> something like um, that but i guess I think when i me, say the, hook i mean like what yeah. makes it so good do you know what i mean I, oh i, I mean, don't know it's usual stuff like good scares you yeah. know good atmosphere that the, kind of. well i think it's i think it's supposed to be pretty gory um hey, right on uh, but also the thing I knew going about into it, uh, not that I know any of their work, uh, cause I'm ancient, but, um, the directors are like famous YouTubers. Oh, okay. And I think this is their first like feature, um, in, which means in my old man view, it's like their first like real thing. Right. right. <laughs> That's because Talk I'm to old. me when you've made a real picture kid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then also we have the co-directorial debut of Riley Keough, um, co-directed and written with Gina Gamble. It's called War Pony. What happened with this is I believe it was when she was filming American Honey and she just like met these two guys who uh, live in a Native American reservation. And she's just like, these guys have a great vibe. They're just very interesting. So they like wrote and directed a movie about these guys where they're like they're sort right of on. playing themselves. That's cool. Um, That's very cool. And yeah, it's just kind of like a coming of age type of thing. But just to like, I mean, they must be very interesting guys. Yeah, <laughs> it's like totally. she was that motivated, you know. Um, so I I like her a lot as an actress. I think she yeah. has like interesting taste and choices. Um, so, yeah, interesting. Good stuff. Um, and yeah, on to August 4th and the aforementioned new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles colon Mutant Mayhem. Um, which, yeah, the animation for this actually does look very cool. Yeah. I mean, it's all kind of like that post Spider-Verse thing, right? Of like, yeah. yeah. Like what if movies looked good? Well, yeah, (laughs) kind of, honestly. Um, but also uh, one of my other takeaways from the trailer 
besides it looked cool and the jokes weren't that good. But uh, I feel like this is the first iteration of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that I could remember where they're really like leaning on the teenage part. Like they, yeah, look, I think sure. they even have teenagers voicing young. them. Yeah, they look oh, and cool. act and sound super young. Which um, is like, feels correct. Yeah. It's yeah. right yeah. in the name. Yeah. Yeah. I do like that they got Jackie Chan for Splinter. That's pretty, pretty excellent casting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got a lot of Giancarlo Esposito, Paul Rudd, John Cena, Seth Rogen, Rose mm-hmm. Byrne. Sure. Maya Rudolph too. Nice. And Post Malone. Why not? <laughs> um, Man, between but- Post Malone and Jack Harlow, it's a real white rapper summer. <laughs> Is this is this the the summer branding we're going with white rapper summer? <laughs> white rapper summer. Because yeah. we we brand all the summers now. That's we true. have to brand yeah. all the summers. Yeah. Um. I will say it's like it seems like people are maybe starting to realize the benefit of like bringing in creative people who like the franchise to work on the franchise because like Seth Rogen is a producer. He's in the voice cast, and it's like he's a huge fan of it. And it's like I think they're trying to because I feel like a lot of these like Ninja Turtles movies just haven't quite landed. Right. Mm-hmm. Like these newer ones, there's just kind of like a, a soullessness to them. The ones Michael Bay produced were pretty successful, I think. Um, but they, they don't, they didn't have any like lasting impact. Well, you know what I mean, no, but come on, it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. No, How know, lasting but... is going to be? They're like the most. What do you mean? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles has been around for like 35 years. Hold on. Now the, <laughs> the general vibe of the characters and like the franchise is pretty pervasive, but any one thing I feel like is only resonant for whoever was there at that time. But I'm like, I don't, I don't think it has to be like that. What do you mean? I think it could, it could land more. Like, I think yeah. you could make something better. I don't think I don't it know has to be I disposable got, trash. I think it's got a I, ceiling. I think I'm, I'm with Julie. I think you could make a definitive Ninja Turtles movie. Maybe mutant mayhem. Is it because you look, you can't base, you can't judge a movie by its trailer. I'm that's what I always say. So I shouldn't say like, Hey, maybe it'll be super funny. And, uh, they just didn't put the funny jokes in the trailer. (laughs) It's true. Um, okay. Uh, Randall Park directed a movie. He did. And it's apparently not a comedy. He's a guy I associate with comedy, but uh, I think it's like dramedy ish. It's an adaptation of an Adrian Tomine. I don't know if it's a novel or a graphic novel, because I think he's a graphic novelist. Um, but it's kind of one of those just like, we got some characters and they have relationships and vibes and, you know, low concept as the saying goes, but like, yeah, another like fun cast. Yeah. Tavi Um, Gevinson. Uh, I like her. And, uh, Oh, uh, I knew I recognized the name Justin H. Min. He's Yang from after Yang. Oh, the titular Yang. Um, Yeah. yeah, Sonoya Mizuno, Jacob Batalon, uh, Timothy Simons. Yeah. That's fun. Um, but if that's not high octane enough for you, do I have news for you? The Meg Two, the trench <laughs> also comes out August 4th. They made another one. There's a trench. Wait, did Ben Wheatley direct the first one? Am I thinking of the right guy? Ben Wheatley? Dread, I don't think Ben Wheatley directed the first one. I feel like I would know that. I know, right? Yeah, no, I think, <laughs> they, I think that might be a new edition. The Meg 2018 was directed by John Turtletaub. Yeah, so okay. Ben Wheatley um, just rolled up to this franchise, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's been like diminishing returns of Ben Wheatley, so it's not too big a surprise he winded up not appear, but at the same time. Uh, but it could make for, I mean, John Turtletop has made some good movies, but like he's a 
he's a journeyman. Maybe this could make for a more stylish. I don't know. I didn't see the Meg. Maybe it was hella stylish. I didn't see it either. Yeah. Um, I think Tyler was a fan. Okay. It sounds like something he would like. Yeah. yeah. Guy likes a big animal movie. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's a spider. Well, I'm trying to think. Yeah. The last Ben Wheatley movie I saw that I liked, I think, was Free Fire, and that's seven years ago now. Yeah. Even that, I was like, eh. Eh. I was on High Rise. I liked what I liked and didn't like yeah. what I didn't like. All right. Um, also on the fourth, again, a lot of movies that are all very different from each other. Um, the new Ira Sachs joint is dropping. Bumped. We're excited. It's called yeah. Passages, and apparently it's sexy as fuck. <laughs> it, has, um, it has the extremely sexy trio of Franz Rogowski, Ben Wishaw, and Adele Exarchopoulos. Yeah. Um, just like being in a love triangle, being sexy. What, what, more, do what more do you need? What that more do you need? Great. All cinema was invented for it, you know, completely crushed the festival circuit. Everyone loves it. Yeah. I yeah. am almost more hyped for this than Mission Impossible. Whoa. Whoa. I How am. many stunts do you think there are though? God willing. Maybe sex stunts. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. August is like a weird month because you have like, these like kind of borderline tent poles, like they're not going to drop the Meg in July. Do you know what I mean? Right, it's yeah. kind of borderline. Mm-hmm. And then you have like some random art house movies that they're like, I don't know, maybe people just want to be in air conditioning and are just kind of over it. Right. Um, so you also have a new Steve James documentary um, director of yeah. dreams called a compassionate yeah. spy um, about the Manhattan project and presumably spying. Um, there's also dream and wild, which is about, the musical duo of Donnie and Joe Emerson. Dreaming and wild. <laughs> uh, um, another Casey Affleck joint. Another Casey Affleck. Um, also Bo Bridges, Zoe Deschanel, Walton Goggins, Christmasina. Are we having a Christmasina That's, moment? Because I'm I was wondering that. if we're having a Zoe Deschanel moment because she was in uh, also the Harold and Purple Crane movie. Okay. Oh. Well, Christmasina was in, this is the second one here and he was just in air. So uh, he's got at least one on, on, on Zoe. <laughs> he was also in uh the boogeyman so that's oh man yeah christmasina right. summer christmasina summer yeah official he, i've always he just liked gotta him start rapping oh yeah big time i i want him to i want him to succeed um and then and that was uh dream was the same guy who directed love and mercy yeah say that? so he's got a niche. oh i like love and mercy okay yeah um i i have to tell the love and mercy story from the theater okay. do you remember no i don't think oh I my gosh so we saw it on father's day okay this is a relevant piece of information so we're seeing this movie as you may or may not know about the life of brian wilson he had a very abusive horrible father so there's a scene where his father is like being abusive the scene ends and someone in front of us at full volume goes ugh Happy Father's Day. (laughs) (laughs) Which I will never forget. (laughs) Apparently I did. Maybe I need to remind you at regular intervals because that is a cherished memory of mine that I will just like never, never let go of. (laughs) It was just like so random. Um, Anyway, all of which is to say, dreaming wild. (laughs) I will imagine, do you remember the... Do you remember the Seinfeld where George uh, is in a movie and there's like a big explosion and he yells out, that's got to hurt. And oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a big laugh. So then he goes to another showing to try yeah. to do it again. 
I'm imagining this guy doing the same thing he, all day. It did not get a laugh. No. <laughs> okay. I don't. I don't even think he meant it as a joke. That's what's weird. Is it's like I think it was more of like a a cathar- a personal yeah. catharsis. Kind of emerged from him. Like he wasn't trying to like work the room. I yeah. guess it didn't feel like that. It just felt like he was like realizing how weird it was to be watching this specifically on Father's Day. And just had to share that yeah. thought out loud. I don't know. I don't know his process. Indeed. Um, but what a what a great memory. <laughs> yeah. Um, hard pivot. There's a doc, French documentary called Our Body, which is about a gynecological clinic in Paris that was a huge hit at Berlin. So the clinic was, you mean? Yes. Um, <laughs> um, I've also okay. I've heard I've heard good things about um, what comes around, which is just like some kind of psychological thriller that everyone's like, we can't spoil it. So sweet. Um, it's Don't. something about uh, creepy dudes seducing younger women online. That's all I know. <laughs> can't wait. <laughs> no, but I think it like it goes in unexpected directions. I is it just a hard candy remake? I don't think so. Okay. Um, on to August 11th, um, they made, there's a Gran Turismo movie. Yeah. Worked by Neil Blomkamp, which seems uh, about right. I don't, I don't know what that sentence is supposed to mean. No, it's just like, he's like kind of a gearhead director, right? Yeah. Like all his movies are like about machines and men and men who are machines and like, so. Yeah. But I guess what's weird about this, it's actually a true story. It's what? that a kid was so good at the video game that he became a professional race car driver. What? This happened? Yeah, it says right here it happened. Well, no, this says uh, it's an ultimate wish fulfillment tale and based on a video game. It doesn't say that it actually happened. Oh, maybe I'm getting confused. Anyway, but it's like, <laughs> it's. I guess I'm saying it's like, it's not inside the world of the game. Like the game is a game in the movie. Do you know what I mean? I hope the, that changes. What do you mean? And that uh, it suddenly like reality merges with the game. That oh. seems more like a Neil Bomb camp kind of vibe. It's got a land of bloom in it though. That's kind of cool. I I hope it turns out to have been a true story. Personally, let's see. Da, da, da. Oh yeah, biographical comedy yes! sports okay. drama film. Yes, thank you. There we go. There we go. We we have reached that stage of civilization where you can become a race car driver by just playing video games a lot, and that's inspirational, I guess. Well, now I am going to try to like land in an airplane because uh, <laughs> this is a reference to a conversation Julie and I had earlier, <laughs> not anything podcast relevant. Well, now I have to explain. Apparently there was a, in a survey of men, about half of them are f- either reasonably or very confident that they could land an airplane in an emergency situation. <laughs> Just like such a guy thing. So I think I asked, I asked Scott and I'm like, are you among that half? And what did you, and you said yes or no? I think I said, ultimately I am. If someone talks me down, if I don't have any kind of uh, backup, then I, I, I'd be wild and I would destroy everybody. It was unclear in the question if right. you were being talked through it or not. But yeah, so. that's my caveat is I will be that guy and say that I could, if I was being talked down. Yeah. Now, will you take it to the Mark Wahlberg level of saying you could have prevented 9-11? That's the real question. That would have still happened. (laughs) Okay. I'm glad you know the limits of your um, prowess. I don't I don't think I'm in the half that thinks I could land a plane. But I also I promise to give it the old college try. (laughs) You know, that's all you can do. Hey, I appreciate that. I'm not going to be the guy who throws up his hands and says, I can't do this. I'm going to get in there. (laughs) 
I, I think also this might've been from an account I follow. That's like a British account that has like different fun facts or something. And I think they pointedly specified the survey was of American men. <laughs> oh, sure. I do like, so what was the percentage again? It was something like 46%. Maybe. So you got to figure if you're in that situation, it's actually not, it's going to be slightly more guys just throwing up their hands, but actually about half the planes be running at that cockpit being like, this is my chance. <laughs> <laughs> so then the, the plane will just nosedive because everyone's yeah. just running to the Trying front. To, get to the front. Yeah. yeah. You know how hard the dials are going to get through. That's true. Um, okay. Let's move on to a movie that I, this is where my, uh, my being too staunch and our tourist is, is frustrating Uh-oh. me. Okay. Because this movie, the last voyage of the, uh, Demeter, Demeter, yeah. Demeter, sure. Demeter. Uh, it sounds so fucking cool. It does, but it's directed by the guy who made the aforementioned boring ass, uh, scary stories to tell in the dark movie. Uh, um, uh. Un- unfortunately. And, and he's made a couple of boring movies. Uh, he made a good movie. It was called troll hunter. I think. Does that sound oh, right? Oh yeah, that's. I mean, that's a movie. There's this. Uh, there's just there's a. Uh, what I, what would you say is the track record for directors who make a name in their home country and then and then come over here? Because I would say it was a lot better pre nineteen sixty. Okay, <laughs> I'd yeah. go later than that, but yeah, I'd say like pre nineteen ninety or eighty. Um, but I, like I mentioned, uh, headhunters before with N- Nikolai Costarvaldo, like, a, not, you know, it's not a masterpiece, but it's a super cool, yeah. like, stylish movie. And it's directed by Morton Tilden, who's since came to Who now Hollywood sucks, yeah. No- yeah. nothing but boring movies. And same with like Andre Overdahl made this like fun, funny, like found footage troll movie. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, troll hunter. And then he comes over here and he's making boring movies. So, uh, I hope he doesn't. I hope he has fun with the last voyage of the Demeter. Which, uh, if anyone listening hasn't um, looked up or heard about what this movie is, it's uh, the ship that Count Dracula uh, uh, takes from Carpathia, Carpathia, Carpathia to London. Um, it's from the book and everything. Uh, this movie uh, imagines what might have happened on the ship, and it's. Uh, I saw someone describe it as like like alien, but with a vampire on an old, uh, wooden ship. It sounds so it's like such a cool idea. Yeah. It uh, seems at least worth, uh, given, given a shot really yeah. under over Overdahl's last film mortal. So Wikipedia yeah. notes, it made $0 in North America. Yeah. It I seems mean, I, impossible. I saw it on a screener link and it's not good. Well, then surely it came out and surely somebody <laughs> went to see it. Well, I don't yeah. know. Was it like it was 2020, though? Oh, that's so true. Maybe it was just a uh, pandemic casualty or something. Canceled. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's weird how... date, February 28th, 2020. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Nat Wolf is in that. It's weird how like Nat and Alex Wolf, how their careers kind of diverged. I don't which, know. Which one would you say is thriving or would you? Or, Alex Wolf, he's like in all kinds yeah. of shit, and he's okay. also good in most of those things. I'm going to be honest um, and say I could not. I can tell them apart visually, but I can't tell you like which one is in which movie. Do you know what I mean? Well, if it's a good movie, it's probably Alex. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Although I did, there was a movie that Nat Wolf was in called Semper Fi, which was uh, like starts as like a an Iraq War drama, but then Nat Wolf plays a character who 
goes to prison and then his old war buddies break him out of prison. So it's like a prison movie, but with guys who like have PTSD from the Iraq war. Uh, it's kind of a cool movie. All right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, okay. where are we? Um, we are still I've on August 11th um, onto a rather disposable seeming Netflix movie called heart of stone. And you better believe that the last name of the main character is stone. <laughs> I kind of like that though. I feel like it's been a bit. Since we had um, one of those. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, Gal Gadot. Um, it's like a CIA thing. Um, Gal Gadot and Jamie Dornan. Sure. All right. This will be forgotten instantly. And Netflix will say it was watched by 900 billion people. Like <laughs> that's yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I do, uh, I do like a spy movie, but it, it, this is directed. Well, I feel very torn about this. This is directed by Tom Harper, who did the aeronauts, which was like God awful. We did that movie wild Rose, which we all really liked. Yeah. Wild Rose. Same guy, that's I know. Wild. wild Rose. Um, so yeah, I, I, I mean, I know it's a Netflix movie, which does kind of like put a mark against it as far as the potential for quality there, but I do like a spy movie and wild Rose was good. So it's right on the edge. Um, also on the 11th. So I, I'm going to shift modes for a minute into the, I read the book person. Watch out. So yeah, we're going there. This is red, white, and Royal blue. Um, this is, I hope it gets a theatrical or maybe it's just on prime, which is sad because it has commercial potential, but basically the book is a, is a rom-com, which is basically that the first son of the, the U S um, which I feel like you never hear that phrase. You hear first yeah. daughter and like first son sounds weird somehow. Anyway, the president's son, um, of the U S falls in love with the prime ministers of U the UK's son. So it is a queer romance that has a bit of international politics thrown in. It's just delightful. I was like, during the, I read it during the pandemic and there was like a 9,000 person wait list at the library <laughs> because people just wanted to read something that was delightful. Um, but it's like, it's not just nice core. It's like a good rom-com, sure. you know, it's like quality rom-com, except it's like a uh, multiracial queer um, ocean spanning. Um, so it, it, it'll be a little disappointing if they're just like dumping it on. Um, it looks like uh, they are. That's too bad. Um but it's directed and was rewritten by Matthew Lopez, who I think is the playwright behind the inheritance. Mm, yeah. So bona fides produced by Greg Berlanti. So anyway, I read the book, <laughs> love the book. I hope this can be a similarly fun time. Right on. Um, also on the 11th, you have a new Meta Alberta. Oh God. Meta Alberti documentary. Um, the director of the mole agent. Um, from a few years oh, ago, sure. um, which was delightful. And I think got nominated for an Oscar. So this is like, it's like a love story about a couple that have been married for a while. And then the guy is diagnosed with Alzheimer's um, and kind of like, he's trying to hang on to his identity. So like Alzheimer's movies are like so hard to watch, like, you know, obviously, but like, apparently this is really good and really touching. And I liked the mole agent. So um, on to the 18th on to the 18th the last superhero movie of the summer i think i blue beetle so. blue beetle I'm very surprised they made a blue beetle movie but uh more power to them well i think this one they were gonna dump on hbo max and it got un hbo maxed oh, okay Ooh, so it was oh. yeah um why are you surprised they made it oh just blue beetle's a very like c-tier character 
Um, but it's a good character. And Isn't um, Blue Beetle one of the Teen Titans? No. Um, so the original Blue Beetle was like a dull, nerdy sci- white scientist guy. And then they kind of updated the character to be um, a young, I want to say Hispanic kid. Mexican-American. Uh, Mexican-American. Um, and then kind of put like the old white scientist guy as kind of like his mentor. Um, but I don't think okay. either no. iteration was. In the series, the Teen Titans, um, he was a character. Oh, okay. Um, well, then I am not up to date. I'm a Blue Beetle. Uh, or at least he's in one of the Teen Titans, like movie, you know, like directed DVD movies. Uh, so anyway, I think I'm wondering if maybe people, younger people know him because of that. Oh, sure. That makes sense then. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, they were just going to dump it. And I think it maybe turned out better than they expected. Hey, right on. But it's, it definitely is like that, that August vibe of like, we don't know about this. Sure, we're putting yeah. it in August. We're hedging. Um, also, potential other summer comedy. Um, this movie doesn't have a title yet, and they better figure it out soon. But it is a movie from the comedy trio known as Please Don't Destroy. They're writers for SNL. They do, like, the weird digital shorts now, basically. Okay. okay. Um, it's about three childhood friends, adults, who um, go searching for treasure. <laughs> um, I've, I've seen a few of their shorts, and I liked them. So, sure, why not? Okay. Oh, no, no. Brian's in it. Sure. Bone Yang. Always glad to Yang. Yeah. Um, there's a very messed up sounding horror movie coming out through Shudder called Birth Rebirth. Um, about harvesting organs from pregnant women to keep alive a little girl. Great. Um, right on. Uh, also on the 18th, Mutt. This played some festivals um, about a trans man who... Again, kind of a low concept, just like walking around town, meeting people kind of thing, but it played well. I just want to... It's, it's an all-in-one-day movie, which is uh, oh, cool. usually yeah. a plus for me. Uh, I just want to note something here, which is that I saw the distributor was Strand releasing. I was like, oh, so it's a queer movie, which is like reductive, but also it's pretty cool that Strand is really steered into that. And seems to, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like oh, everything yeah. that releases is like in yeah. some way a queer movie huh. um and good on them for making a business model around that yeah around independent there's a, there's a movies. few of those actually because wolf releasing is another one um i think breaking glass is another one there's a few indie releases that really like specialize yeah i guess i'm just saying the strand's been around forever and yeah. it has hit like plenty of rough patches and for them to double down on one niche of the indie and foreign film area and make a sustainable business model out of it is all the more admirable Cause I remember, I mean, there was a period in like the late aughts where they just couldn't like get anything going to the point that like Michael Shan like called them out in an interview. Really? <laughs> you remember the movie that like detective movie we saw was like a missing person or yeah. something like that that he was in strand released that. And he was like, never let your movie release by strand. <laughs> Michael Shannon doesn't give any fucks. No, he I does love not. That. <laughs> um, sweet. Yeah. Um, also in the 18th, is a inspirational basketball move or sorry, baseball movie that has Dennis Quaid in it. And that's how, you know, it's, there's yep. some probably dicey Christian bullshit. Well, he is pastor Hill. So ah, there you go. Definitely sure. Well, yeah. Dennis. Quaid, is that all is. he does now? It kind of is. I think so. I'm oh, sorry. No, I forgot. He's in that movie about Ronald Reagan. 
So it's kind of all the same thing. He's chosen a lane or perhaps the lane chose him. Wow. I think it kind of started out as, yeah, the lane chose him. And then just, he just kind of got wrapped up in that world. I'm trying to remember the last, yeah. Non that. The Intruder was the last non-that that I saw, which is a, a really cool that's movie. That's true. Oh, yeah. That, but that's four years ago now. And Midway, I think, was just like normal war movie. Um, but I didn't okay. see either of those. Truth was the last one I saw that, of, that he was in that was just like ordinary yeah. movie. Yeah. I mean, I think... a bad movie, though. Yeah, it wasn't good. I think there's some delusion <laughs> among actors who like they think they can just make one terrible Christian movie. And it's like, Oh, that's not how it works. Yeah. Like I think of the line, like this is not a good movie. The the movie bombshell that came out a few years ago about like the Fox news thing. It's not a good movie, but I think of the part where Kate McKinnon is like, I got a job at Fox news because they were the only one who would hire me at the time. And now I can't work anywhere else. Yeah. And I'm like, I think, I mean, Obviously, Tyro's the expert here. I feel like maybe the Christian film industry kind of functions that way, where like people are like, yeah, I'll just make one of these. And it's like, oh, now that you did this, that's your gig. Yeah. You know, like, oh, you have pivoted. This is your thing now. Um, so, yeah, it's too bad because it's like we watch. What do we watch? I know we watched Inner Space a few years ago for a TCM yeah. Fest episode. And I was like, oh, he's like a, a fun movie star guy. Yeah. No, I mean, when he's on, he's great. Yeah. But now I just like plays crusty old pastures i guess um so then we're almost at the end of the summer folks we, we're doing it so we are on to um august 25th and the first of two movies coming out on august 25th where i believe helen mirren plays a jewish person <laughs> um, <laughs> so the first one is white bird colon a wonder story so if you remember that movie from a few years ago wonder but also I wasn't not this this was at all related to that movie it is no. sort of Wasn't this on, like, did this get delayed? I feel like we talked about this in a different, like, last fall. Uh, Maybe. I think it's been bumped a few times. Okay. Um, But, yeah, so it is sort of related to that other Jacob Tremblay movie. Because, basically, like, I think the same author, like, wrote, yeah, wrote another book that's like a spinoff where really literally the only connective tissue is don't bully people. <laughs> that's what the trailer seems like. Yeah. Um, so, but so they, should, they tackled the ultimate bullying. No, literally. So like <laughs> in the, in the first movie, it's like uh, Jacob Tremblay has like a, a facial deformity right. of some kind. And it's just like, don't bully Jacob Tremblay. So <laughs> that's they, the explicit message of the a, film. <laughs> anyone else is fair game. Yeah. Jacob Tremblay off limits. Um, so in this one, it's like a kid gets kicked out of school for bullying, and like his grandma's played by Helen Mirren, and she sits him down and she's like, "Hey, you know who else were bullies? The Nazis." Wow. All right, big swing. Yeah, they showed the trailer the other no, day. No, I know. I, and I like, had a hard time kind of like yeah. My teeth so then, the what it vibe. ends up being is that she in Hitler's Germany. Um, there was like a, a disabled kid at her school who was like everyone picked on him, but then he hid her from the Nazis. And this, this is why you shouldn't bully people. Anyway, I it's directed by Mark Forster, who is certainly making choices these days. Oh, no, I was for some reason, I thought he directed like the boy in the striped pajamas or something. And I was going to be like, is this the second nice Holocaust <laughs> movie he's made? Um, but, but no, just uh Blaze in a series of bad Mark Forster movies, I'm sure. I mean, the thing was, apparently Wonder was like a huge no, hit, I know, like a yeah. surprise hit. So 
they're trying to tie it to this. And I'm like, it seems okay. Sure. Sure. Um, uh, we'll get to the other Helen Mirren one. In Thank a goodness. Um, Vacation Friends 2 is coming out on I did, Hulu. Didn't know there was a first one. There's a first one. It's um, a couple goes on vacation and they make vacation friends, but they're rowdy. Uh, they're rowdy yeah, so friends. Like, Lil, I, I never saw that, but I know Lil Rel, yeah. it's got a great cast. Lil mm-hmm. Rel Howery and Yvonne Orji from yeah. Insecure uh, are like are the normal the, ones. <laughs> they're the normal couple. And then yeah. they befriend John Cena and Meredith uh, the great Ma- Meredith. Oh, I say Hanye um, no, <laughs> uh, from Search Party. Yeah. Um, and I didn't see the first one, but I've like since Search Party ended, I've kind of been like missing Meredith Agner. So maybe I want to watch both of these because I need double feature. Do it she's, up. She's incredibly talented. Um, uh, and uh, um, looking forward to I, I miss seeing her on my TV, I guess. This is like straight to TV, right? Or straight to Hulu? Hulu. Yeah. 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 Um, Did you, were you guys Search Party people? Uh, watched the first season and I watched some of the second and just, I, for some reason didn't stick with it anyway, as I do with most TV. Right. Yeah. yeah. She was the kooky blonde one. No, I know. Yeah. yeah. Um, also on the 25th, they listen, which is a, finally, am I right? Um, which is a horror movie. It's like a secret horror movie directed by Chris White's. Um, produced by Blumhouse, but it has Catherine Waterston and John Cho. That's fun. That's cool. Yeah. Love them. Um, and then there's again Ooh. with like kind of the weird late summer Netflix situation, there's a movie called Lift, which is an F. Gary Gray, Kevin Hart action vehicle. Okay. Okay. Um, um, man, I, yeah, I wish I were a bigger Kevin Hart fan, but because like F. Gary Gray may, has made some good movies. And you've got Gugu and Batara and Vincent D'Onofrio and Billy Magnuson. Yeah. John Renault. Uh, oh, yeah. You got to look down there. It's John Renault. Uh, yeah, that's uh, there's a lot going for it. I just I don't it's know, a Kevin heist Hart on an airplane. Rubs me I mean, that's cool. Like, why is why Kevin Hart, though? Yeah. Is he a master strange. thief? Because I'm not I'm not buying that. <laughs> like, sorry. No. Um, Maybe he just plays the pilot. Just a very chatty <laughs> pilot. Yeah. Um, All right. What what else we got? We have. There's not this, a lot. The second movie in which Helen Mirren, I believe, uh, plays a Jewish person because yeah, the Prime Minister of Israel would be Jewish, right? What one would imagine? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. Think it's a prerequisite, but it seems like yeah. a safe bet. So yes, confirmed. So yes, she is playing the Prime Minister of Israel, Golda Meir. Um, and it's like. It's just a biopic of her. So like, you know, because I love to just like completely start shit and wade into controversy at the end of a long podcast. Perfect. I like I've debated with people about because there's like a growing concern about like non-Jews playing Jewish roles Mm -hmm. and whether that's okay or not, because it occupies a very strange area where it's like no one knows whether classified Judaism is it a religion? Is it a culture? Is it a race? Is it all of the above? What are the requirements to like play the, so it's like kind of a weirdly unique situation in that way. Um, my opinion as the Jew present is like, I feel like if they're, if you're not playing a real person, I don't really care <laughs> because like in, are you there? God, it's me, Margaret, Kathy Bates plays a Jewish grandmother. She was great. The characters made up. I don't care. It was fun. 
when you're playing the prime minister of Israel, <laughs> I'm like, could we maybe like make an effort? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like just did we try, you know, because like yeah. even with um, on the basis of sex, the Bruce Bader Ginsburg movie, they tried to make it with Natalie Portman who then became unavailable. So they got Felicity Jones. It's not great, but an effort was made. Right. <laughs> and it's like, I just want to like show your work. Just like show me that you tried to find a Jewish person yeah. to play the prime minister of Israel. That's just me though. I don't know if anyone else um, like, well, I did. I ran this past my, my, my own Jewish wife. Yeah. Uh, um, Hans uh, accessory uh, uh, right now. <laughs> Jewish wife. At one point. And she said something that only, a Jewish person could say she, she was like, uh, we're doing fine in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, did you see, but speaking of that, that question, um, did you see a movie called Norman? I, the, the full title is, I have to look at it. Uh, the moderate rise and tragic fall of a New York fixer. Oh yeah. I didn't see it, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, that movie has, I'm trying to, so Richard Gere. Right. And Michael Sheen and Steve Buscemi uh, and Dan Stevens, like all of these people that I'm naming play Jewish characters in, in the movie. Uh, like, you know, Steve Buscemi is Rabbi Blumenthal, according to this. Um, and it seems. Steve Buscemi so has Jewish energy. I'll allow it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's so pervasive, though, that it seems intentional because also okay. there are. And these are real uh, people or not real people? No, they're not. It's okay. all fictional. But there are also Israeli characters in the movie, and they're all played by actual Israelis. So I, I wonder if the director, who has also made movies in Israel, is like making some comment about American Jews being like more okay. American than Jews. Or am I? Oh, maybe. I don't know. I, I can't I say. I don't yeah. know, it just seemed to have the, so many like glaringly non-Jewish people right. play True. Jewish characters. Yeah. It seems intentional. I'm also like, my other thing is like, if it's an ensemble, I'm like, just have one, like just <laughs> maybe just have a, like a minimum one. Um, Cause like in, uh, in the Fablemans, well, also it's like, those are real people, but it's like, you can cast whoever you want to play your own family. I am. Not, some people were policing that. <laughs> right. And yeah. I'm like, no, literally you can cast whoever you want to play your own family and no one can police that. Like, that's insane. But it's like, he got Rogan in there. He got Jeannie Berlin. He got Judd Hurt. Like, they're, they're in there, Yeah, you know? So it's just, it's, yeah, make an effort. Sure. You know, that's just kind of where I stand. But I'm not going to be like so nitpicky about it. I um I was talking about this with a colleague who was like, yeah, like authentic casting is important. They always another a Jewish colleague. And he's like, they always have to be Jewish. Like in Shiva Baby, it was so important that they casted you for that role. And I was like, she's Italian. He's like, what? <laughs> he was furious. <laughs> and I was like, oh, but maybe she's just a good actress and it's fine. And it's not a biopic of the prime minister of Israel. So it's fine. Um, anyway, huge tangent. Moving on. Um, also on August 25th, a movie called Scrapper, which was on the festival circuit. Um, it is about a 12 year old girl, which can really go either way. Sometimes kid actors, um, but apparently she's really great. Um, okay. And Harris Dickinson is also in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not for me. I like him. Yeah. Um, and then there's another equalizer. 
Yeah, we got we got an equalizer verse now. I know. There's, there's that an equalizer show on TV. There's an equalizer in the movies. There's an equalizer in your home. I know. Too many. Are too they much like equalizing related? Like, does Queen Latifah's character like have the same last name as Denzel's character? Great question. Like, are they supposed to be? I don't know. Anyway, uh, my guess is that they would not be necessarily terribly concerned with that but maybe i don't know i'm also wondering if like there's like a backstory where like he trained her or something like that right yeah yeah it doesn't seem to really be connective tissue i'm not finding any any connective tissue well on maybe it'll all tie together do you have the same last name okay there you go okay um okay we're moving forward we're almost yeah. at the end here because uh, you've had a, a a lot of um i feel i can't i can only think of molly gordon now but i feel like there were numerous actors making their directorial debut in, in this summer but now i'm forgetting what else there was there's like a riley uh, keogh in there right 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 uh well there's Randall also who, park charlie day uh, yeah although i think he is did he yeah has Randall park directed before i can't remember uh anyway but julio torres has made his directing debut with problemista which um uh, sounds looks pretty cool. Uh, has a great cast: Julia Torres, uh, Tilda Swinton, Greta Lee. Yeah, and it's like Isabella Rossellini and Riza. Oh, yeah, it's like a sort of autobiographical thing. Um, I I should probably watch more of his stuff because I haven't watched his show or her special his special or anything. But he did write some all timer SNL sketches, including but not limited to Papyrus and Wells for Boys. So I, I intrinsically trust him um, (laughs) in his sense of humor. Um, And it's like, he got Tilda Swinton in it. So clearly a man of taste. Um, Also there's an anime. So we're into the TVD section. Now these are movies that are coming out this summer. Do not have a date yet. Right. Okay. Um, Another one is Nimona, which is an animated movie that has kicked around every studio in the land, it seems, and has now been like rescued by Annapurna and Netflix. Um, of note is that Annapurna doesn't usually rescue; they usually need rescue. Well, <laughs> that shows you how long it's been kicking around. Yeah. Um, but it's actually it's a it's two D animation, and like it, it, the style looks really cool. Okay. Um, it's uh it's some kind of fantasy thing. It's based on a webcomic. Um right. sure. But uh Riz Ahmed plays Knight Ballister Boldheart. Sure. Mm-hmm. But I, I kind of whenever whenever people are doing 2D animation, I kind of like to boost that. Sure, sure. It's like it doesn't just look like a a training video. I yeah. don't know. Like it's we're we're going for something. Um also TBD um, on Apple TV plus we are old enough now that they made a movie about beanie babies, not like about, but like about the, the beanie so babies. This is another like Blackberry Tetris thing. Yeah. yeah but the guy yeah. is Zach Galifianakis who honestly, I, I do. I don't know if it's cool to like him anymore. I like him. I think it's come I, back around. Like it's come back around. Okay. Well, I didn't remember um, it ever being uncool, but I guess I'm, I think there was not, just a brief period cool like where like the hangover movies were kind of wearing on people and it felt like he was just like thrown uh, into a ton of movies um, where people were just kind of like, eh, whatever. But I, I think he came back for that pretty quickly. But like he's playing the eccentric genius who invented Beanie Babies. Like that sounds kind of good. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, there is a joke from an SNL monologue he might have done at this point almost 20 years ago that Scott and I still quote on the reg. 
I don't know if you know, if you even remember, this is where it came from, but he did kind of an absurdist monologue where he's like half playing a piano and half just like making absurd statements. Uh And one of the ones he said was like, I'd like to stand on the subway platform. And when the train approaches, I yell, here comes the (laughs) (laughs) choo-choo. So that's a fun thing to say as an adult. Yeah. Um, Also uh, a movie called the pod generation which is um, Amelia Clark and Shiwetel Ejiofor star as a couple that are in a near future where you can have babies in synthetic detachable wombs. So it's not about yeah. podcasts. No, but I can see how that would be misleading actually. Yeah. Um, um, I'm going to, uh, I, I will credit her or blame her depending on how you uh, feel about this kind of joke. My wife has uh, uh, observes that Chiwetel Ejiofor should host a food-based talk show called Chew and Tell with Chiwetel. <laughs> um, I will get in touch with his people. He needs to know about this. I think this could take his career in a really exciting direction. Yeah. And obviously we would like that kind of joke. Like, do you even know us? Come on. Yeah, you, you, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about the listeners because I know Tyler would not like that kind yeah. of joke. Oh, well, they can, so. they can get over themselves because that was funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then to close it out is a movie, I think, David, you saw? Uh, no, I was not. No? It was at South By. I, oh, I didn't go to South okay. By. Yeah. Um, well, maybe I was thinking. Anyway, it's the new Emma Seligman movie called Bottoms, um, reuniting her with Rachel Sennett. Um, they're from Shiva Baby fame. Um, it's about two unpopular girls in their in a high school who start a fight club because they want to hook up with cheerleaders. It sounds great. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. Um, yeah. Apparently, it played really well at South by. Yeah, this is up there in the the passages and uh, Mission Impossible tier for me because uh, nice. I'm a big old fan of Shiva Baby. Oh yeah. Same. I, I was, I was explaining to Scott. I'm like, there is a ceiling on how much you can love Shiva baby because you were not raised Jewish and it is not rattling in your bones in a weird way. Try me. I'll love it. <laughs> I'll love it harder than anybody. I think it's still my, my uh, favorite film of 2020. I think it's my, I'm checking my letterbox to confirm, but I think it's the number one. I mean, it's great. I like, her sense of humor is very much like my thing. Not only her sense of humor, but how refined that movie is in yeah. like being so exacting in its construction. Yeah. And that's the summer. That's it. Yeah. That's Let's it. wrap it up. This has gone on a long time. Uh, sure has. Yeah, this is a lot to look forward to. Um, I look forward have to I, have I eased your cynicism, David? Uh, have I eased your cynicism about the summer? There's a couple things. There's a couple things. A couple. Okay. 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 So you'll I just like it. crawl out of your home, like a hybridating bear, like twice this summer. Well, I mean, and there were things that I was already looking forward to. Yeah. And now there are things like problemista, uh, for one that I am looking forward to that. I wasn't before, uh, probably some others, but that one's just on my mind because it was very recent. Um, shortcoming sounds interesting anyway. So thank you guys for being here. Of course. Um, of course, you can find the show uh, at battleshipretention.com, patreon.com slash battleshipretention. Sign up. There's a lot of fun stuff over there. Uh, you can email me at davypretension. Nope, nope, that's not right. You can email me at david at battleshipretension.com. You can follow me on Twitter at davypretension. Uh, also on Letterbox at David Bax, I think. It's just my name. Um, and uh, check out my other podcast, the one where I met your mother, which I do with my friend, who, with my wife. 
my friend. My wife, wow, you downgraded her. <laughs> she is my best friend. Uh, and she is also, as you know, very funny because I just told you a joke that she made. Um, anyway, uh, let's start with Julie. Where, where do you want people to find you on the internet? I don't know that I do, okay. but I, I mean, if this is just more of a general section where we just like plug whatever's going yeah, on with plugs. us, like su- support striking writers, like yeah. solidarity with our comrades. <laughs> like, yeah. that's all I got to say. Yeah. Uh, I support all the writers, the striking ones and the homely ones alike. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're all on strike, <laughs> but um, yeah, I hope it works out for them. I hope, I hope like we should all be on strike. Everyone should be on strike. <laughs> I'm, I'm advocating for total anarchy. Just like slipping that into the end of the pod. Just yeah. Burn all down. Hooray. Scott, happy <laughs> summer. Uh, Scott, where, do you, where can people find you? On Twitter, real tomorrow and on letterboxd. How about uh, union summer? Union yeah. summer? Hot union, Hot summer. union summer. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's a great way to end it. Um, thank you again for being here. Thank you at home for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.